The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. Hey everyone, this is the Spin Doctors <laughs> Podcast. The podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. I am Travis Ruthconda Reyes. I'm <laughs> uh, Kenny Van. And I'm the notorious Amador Salazar. Mm. Ginsburg. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, and, uh, Hillary, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Hillary, special guest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, obviously we should probably start with the, uh, big news of the week, right? Which is, uh, LeBron James Jr. got caught smoking weed. <laughs> On video, right? Yeah, like Instagram Live, and people were like, LeBron's going to be so mad. I was like, I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> I don't think he cares. I think he's like, my son's cool. Like, that, he's probably like, that only builds on my fucking legacy as a dope-ass motherfucker. Like, yeah, who cares? Come on. It's legal in California, and also... Yeah. Yeah, so he's LeBron James' son. Who gives a shit? Who cares? It's not yeah. like he's like Rajon Rondo's kid. <laughs> no, but uh, Ruth, uh, the pipeline princess, Bader Ginsburg died, and uh, it's making uh, liberals act very weird this week or this past. It's been a week. It's been like tw- two days. Not even two days, right? It's been like thirty-six hours, and they started off being <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, we're gonna burn everything down if they try to fucking." Replace our fucking anti-Black Lives Matter pro-pipeline yes queen with Ted Cruz. (laughs) And then uh, within the next night, they were like, I don't know, man. Hitler at least liked the paint. I think Hitler was pretty cool compared to Trump. Like, at least he, like, had a dog. (laughs) They're, like, (laughs) they're losing their minds. They went from being, like, revolution in the streets to, like, I don't know, man. Maybe Hitler wasn't so bad. Yeah. Which, uh, neat. I just uh, saw a news story that, uh, you know, they have to vote on the budget, government budget coming up, or they're like running up on the debt ceiling. So they do that thing like every couple of years where they're like, should we just ignore it? And then they <laughs> keep going. And then they were like, oh, well, Nancy Pelosi should leverage, like, should hold up government spending on everything until. They can get an agreement, and Nancy Pelosi's like, "No, actually, I'm not going to do that." 
<laughs> they like preemptively surrendered. So suffice it to say, pour one out for Ruth Conda. Ah. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I hope I don't. I saw her fucking like officiating a wedding without a mask on. Um, like, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> I think she was ready, man. Like she was just like, "Fuck this hell world." I hate it here too. Like, wasn't she have like pancreatic cancer? Like that usually kills people within like a month. She's like, "I've had it for fifty-seven years." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I read that she first got diagnosed in two thousand eight, and then got it again in like ten years later, basically twenty eighteen, and. Yeah, so she's been dealing, or 2016, I don't remember. But, Look. like, basically she's had it reoccurring. Look, I'm ready to die. They made a movie about me starring the sex robot from Ex Machina, which is my <laughs> lifelong dream. <laughs> <laughs> Time to die now. It, did you see, uh, t someone tweeted a thing about, like, them protesting in front of Mitch McConnell's house. Did you see this? Where they were like, yeah. yeah, we show up to Mitch McConnell's house. There were a bunch of cops there, and the lights were off. And they said, Mitch is at home. And so we like left within 30 minutes. And everyone was like, cool. You guys are good at protesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Me dude, meanwhile, like, there's like these like shitposting leftists that are literally going, driving to Georgia and like, like helping with like protests against the ice facility where the hysterectomies are happening. Uh, and they were, like, confronting, like, these fashy guys who uh, were just there with their guns and, you know, just, like, yelling expletives and, like, racial slurs at people. Um, so, I don't know. Like, who are you going to trust in times of uh, crisis? Yeah. The people who are like, he's not home, let's leave. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one even tried to burn his house down? Like, call their bluff at least to be like, cool, if he's not home, then, I mean, it's just property damage, but if he's lying and he's home with lights off, then we burn Mitch McConnell. I don't know why at least one person wasn't like, fuck it, let's try it. The craziest part was like it was literally Mitch McConnell in a cop uniform that was like he's not home and he's not in there. <laughs> he's had a mustache know. on. No Mitch McConnell's here. Only me, Officer. <laughs> but God, fuck, oh, shit. And they're like, <laughs> you seem sketchy, but we're not. You seem sketchy, but we're not going to question you because you're an authority figure. And then they just left. Why wouldn't you at least, like, I don't know, camp outside his house? Even if he wasn't there, fuck it. it. I, so, like, right when the news broke, we were, like, texting, obviously, like, laughing about how we're all going to die. And uh, this girl <laughs> I'm talking, I, I was talking to, was like, oh, Ruth Gator Ginsburg died. And she's, like, going on about, like, how she's, like, a hero. And I'm like, eh, she was all right. She kind of fucked us. And she was like, what are you, like, a sexist? And, like, Reading me, like, the riot act for, like, not being, like, 100% sad Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And I was like, no, dude, she could have, like, retired. and But she had to wait for, like, Hillary to become president. Not you, Hillary, but, like, the Epstein Hillary to become president. And that wasn't going to happen because she sucks. And now we're stuck with Ted Cruz in a dress. As a fucking senator, because stupid Ruth Bader Ginsburg got to stick on. 
<laughs> and be a meme and fucking lift their tiny weights with fucking Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show and be like, I'm old and I gotta. I look like Kermit the Frog running. That's my body type. But look at me. I'm lifting these <laughs> tiny little weights. And aren't I cute? And it's like, you're going to die any day. And we're going to be stuck with a psychopath. But good I'm, job for your fucking Instagram career, Ruth. Guy. What? I hope it's the My Pillow guy who becomes a new <laughs> Supreme Court justice. Or either yeah, him or one of his pillows would also be good. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Yeah, just, like, get one of his pillows, like, insert, like, a meth pipe, and just light it, and then that'll be his opinion, like, every time. <laughs> this is literally, this is Supreme Court Justice A. My Bella. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... For the pack, I say just start filling the pack with, like, the, the fucking court. What the fuck? Pack the court. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know... We should pack the court with like a bunch of justices. Like we may as well just do it, but with inanimate objects. That'd be great. Uh, my favorite take has been, oh, well, they should expand the Supreme Court, which like might not be a terrible idea, but they'll just like expand it till it's like five thousand judges. <laughs> like find it ever. One judge per each. One judge per person. <laughs> Everyone gets their own personal judge, and your judge is Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's like a very weird take to be like, for everyone to be like, oh, she was this superhero and she was this rock star. It's like, you realize she was a judge, right? Like, she's not like some actress or anything. She's like, a, she's just like a, she's, she's someone who was a judge for a thousand years. And it's weird to like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I think this happens with like all famous people uh, where, where it's like you know within the span of our whole lives like most of us do you know it's a mixed bag right like none of us are perfect like we all do shitty things we all do good things like whatever um the difference is like um with people that are you know i don't know supreme court justices or politicians like they're venerated and when they die like, they get exalted into, you know, like, weird Wakanda theory, like, shit, where people are like, oh, this is, like, she was the best and the greatest, and, like, she never did wrong. And it's like, no, I mean, she was, like, ahead of, you know, of, like, the Supreme Court. Like, these are people that run our country, and they don't have term limits. That's yeah. doesn't seem like a good system. And it's politicized. Like, it's not... Like, they are objective. Well, um, someone pointed out, like, a thing that made me laugh. Where it was, like, a picture of, like, a, like North Korea where it's, like, just people would put pictures of Kim Jong-un, like, on their, on their wall. Like, looking at it sad after he died. And then a picture of, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like, in heaven doing, like, the Wakanda thing with the Black Panther guy. And they're, like, you... You fucking people can't say that, like, literal, like, fascist countries aren't as weird as us. Like, yeah, no fucking Supreme Court justice should be, like, a fucking celebrity or a meme. Unless it's, like, making fun of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, a I mean, politicians should only be famous for being politicians or like doing something shitty that we make fun of. They shouldn't be like 
fucking stupid Pete Davidson has a tattoo of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? She's a judge. I get she, I get it, and I get it. I, she did like, like historical things, but also she's a fucking judge. <laughs> I get it more if you're like, I don't know, like a fucking lawyer or a yeah, a but judge you're fucking Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, it's like how if Nick DiPaolo died, we'd all be sad, right? No, we'd be happy, but it'd be the politicians <laughs> who would be like, it'd be the reverse, where the politicians would be like, ah oh, man, Nick DiPaolo, he's in heaven with Iron Man or fucking whatever. I actually have a full back tattoo of Nick DiPaolo. Uh, he's spreading his ass cheeks apart. You and should. his asshole's like gaping. And it's like, and, he, and it's just got like a word bubble on it saying political correctness. Am I right, fellas? Can you get Ruth Bader Ginsburg coming out of the asshole like Ace Ventura in you know, the second Ace? With that, the rhino? Yeah, that would be a good tattoo. That would be a good addition to your tattoo, I think. Well, there you have it. We should start a GoFundMe for Kenny's addition to his back tattoo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't want to be, like, too harsh with Ruth Bader Ginsburg because it's like, I get it. I totally get the appeal. And I get that she was great and did great things. But also she, like, uh, did a lot of shitty things that you can, like, openly find (laughs) on Google. Recently, too, like with Colin Kaepernick and Black Lives Matter and, like I said, the pipeline. And she did, like, a lot of shit, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, on the, on the Black Lives Matter thing, supposedly, I was reading somewhere that supposedly she apologized for it, which, that's fine, you know, like, but it's also the case that, like, what? why is that, like, why was that her instinctual reaction? Like, she basically called Kaepernick's protests, like, stupid and, like, infantile or something, like, like basically said, yeah, Kaepernick's being a baby, like, or whatever. And, um, you know, super dismissive. And, you know, obviously that take is, did not age well. And, um, she apologized, which is fine. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, people are allowed to apologize for things, but yeah, I mean, her knee jerk reaction was clearly that of like an older person who just cannot, understand like that actual moment and how important it was so here's like a here's like a thing too that like struck me too because i saw lots of like left people bringing up her like weird like rush hour uh fucking lethal weapon friendship with fucking scalia where they were like we always hang out and go to carnivals together and shit (laughs) and people were like that's kind of problematic because that guy sucks shit and the left people are like You make more, catch more flies with fucking whatever, honey than vinegar, whatever the fucking saying. And it's like, these people are like psychopaths, though. Like, and why would you want to catch a bunch of flies that are Nazis? That that freaked me (laughs) the fuck out. Unless it's to fucking kill them, which it's not. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like, let's go to the fair, Nazi flying. And then they're fucking riding the Tilt a Whirl together, laughing about. COVID. Stripping indigenous land from people. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. my friend Connor pointed out, uh, he pointed this out where it's like, libs have this, like, weird fantasy, which is the same reason why they're like, George Bush is good and fucking. Uh, who's, the, who's the guy whose shitty daughter works for The View? McCain. Uh, McCain. McCain. 
where they're like, these people, McCain would be so ashamed of what's happening right now with them trying to rush the. It's like, no, you want it? McCain was a shitty asshole. But you had, they had this like weird thing in their head, like this weird fantasy of them creating like this ultimate like heist team where it's like, or like the Avengers where they're like, cool, we're going to get everyone together. We're going to defeat this evil who's (laughs) worse than Hitler, who we like now. Yeah, it's like the geriatric like Avengers. <laughs> but like, but, but my <laughs> friend Avengers. when he said, but my friend Connor when he said that it's like a uh, heist movie, I was like, that's the perfect analogy because in every single heist movie, there's one person who joins the heist that ultimately just like fucks everyone over. It's like I was in this for I had ulterior motives, and it's like yeah, that's the Lincoln Project and fucking George Bush and all those people. You did the opposite, where you created like an Ocean's Eleven, but it's all just like there's no Brad Pitts and there's no Matt Damon's and there's no George Clooney's, and it's all just like the secret bad guy. And then like you made a you made a bad heist team. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it too, like a lot of these liberal people are like upper middle class white ladies <laughs> that are like, uh, right. yeah. So they think that. For sure. And they believe in that like meritocracy thing. So I think in in some way they they still have respect for these republic these traditional republicans because they went through like the trajectory that you're supposed to go through. Like they were a senator person, they're a congressperson, they went to law school, they went to they did all this shit. And I think honestly, like if Trump had been a lawyer or a congressperson first, but was still like the same guy, they would have like way less of a problem with him. Yeah. He didn't even write for SNL, like Al Franken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, lover or hater, you can't. You gotta admit that uh, he's dead now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta admit <Nope>. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, aside from, I mean, that that was like pretty big news. Uh, anything else that uh, y'all saw that was uh, of note? You saw this today, which is just kind of like, just the death watch on capitalism story, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, I shared it on Twitter and stuff. Uh, There's like an airline that's like selling flights to nowhere. Oh, yeah. Where you just like, you go to the airport, you do all the regular shitty shit you do in an airport. Uh, You get on a plane and they just like fly you in a circle. And then you land back where you are. And people are like, yeah, it makes me feel like I'm traveling again. And I like that. And it's like... Whoa. Yeah. I don't think these people like traveling, though. I think they just like like the weird... They like catching COVID on a plane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They like like, the weird, like, sadomasochistic, like, fucking ritual of, like, going to an airport and being annoyed. (laughs) And then sitting in, like, a tiny seat and eating pretzels where they don't give you enough water. Everything about flying sucks shit. I don't know why you would just do that part of a vacation. It's the worst part. Yeah, you just pick the yeah. worst part of a vacation and be like, I want to do that, then go home. I think it's I think it's noteworthy that uh, they are essentially like innovating, you know? Like all the worst aspects of flying, this is what you can pay for now. That's cool. I'm just imagining a bunch of people on like a plane having like nervous breakdowns just being like "Ah, gotta take my flight to australia which is a country i can still totally get into Ah," 
and just like freaking out, looking at like a blank screen, being like, oh, I really like watching Wonder Woman on this airplane and just like laughing through tears on air. It's like a coping mechanism. I want the lady who's like standing up in the aisle with no shoes on for the entirety of the flight, just constantly walking to the bathroom. Like sitting next to us crying and popping pills. Yeah. I don't mind that lady doing that whole bit as long as she's wearing a microclimate on her head. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna simulate a vacation, at least do it with a microclimate from it's too risky to travel, but it's just risky enough to get on the fucking sky bus around all the sick people and just do that. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. Like, if you go to the – so, um, I don't know. Do, do what we all know about this, the, these helmets. I was I had it on as my background earlier. Uh, yeah. These helmets are being sold now for, like, 200 bucks. And if you go to the website, like, one of the pitches on the website, it's super funny. It's just, like – of all things you wear, your expression is the most important. And so that's like the pitch. It's like, hey, like people get to see you smile, which is, I don't know, that's like a thing that people are, you know, if if you're actually like in an area that like people are wearing masks, like I guess you, you know, maybe miss seeing, I don't know, some weird stranger smile at you. I don't know. It was fucking weird. I don't know what the selling point is here. I mean, if um, everyone had them and it was like this weird dystopian thing, then it would be cool. But if it's just, like, five assholes, like, on a fucking train with, like, these, like, fallout helmets on. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? What if these were the, the fucking masks? Did you hear about how the USPS had a... The U.S. Postal Service had a plan to give, like, five reusable masks to, like, every American? Yeah. Yeah. Which was like nixed by the Trump administration because they were like, "Oh, we don't want to send people into a panic." You know who nixed that shit? Jared Kushner. Oh, oh that guy who's yeah. uh, not a Nazi. That the guy who's like a very fair and normal, not racist landlord. Jared Kushner, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I like him. He's a more light. He's like a weird Jewish Nazi. Yep, the best kind. <laughs> Yeah, that people were attacking Trump because uh, he's Ivanka's husband, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, Trump's not white supremacist enough because he's letting his daughter sleep with that Jew." I was like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is like, like irrelevant with you know knowing who we're covering today. Like, yeah, there are plenty of Zionist Jewish people who gladly support Trump because. I mean, the first thing that he did when he got into office was move the fucking, like, U.S. embassy to Jerusalem, which was, like, a big deal to them. Uh, I don't know. Like, Jews can participate in white supremacy, it turns out. Not a surprise, I guess. Well, and then Trump, he's not even, like, hiding it anymore. Like, Amador sent me, like, a clip yesterday. Of Trump at like a rally, and he's like saying to like, what was it like Minnesota or like Wisconsin or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. states? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a rally in I don't know like one of the one of the battleground you know states. So I don't know if it was Minnesota or Wisconsin or some shit. It's one of the weird like, Cohen brothery states. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, 
oh my god, like the ge- the genetic pool of the pe- people here is so fucking great. So, and it, I don't know. Like, it's kind of funny though. Like think it like because immediately like my mind went to like Amy Klobuchar and is like this is the apex of fucking genetics in our fucking country. Like <laughs> what? But then, but then, like, there wasn't he like you guys heard of like racehorse theory, and and they were all like, oh. it's like first of all, no one there has heard of it, and also like people in like Duluth, Minnesota, like people in, like you know what I mean, <laughs> people in like Boise, Idaho, aren't like the ones. It's just like people who eat too much cheese, fucking other people eat too much cheese, <laughs> <laughs> and they're making like six five babies that like. Just poor become farmers because they can't run or jump. Like, poor white people believing in eugenics is, like, the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, superior race. And they're just, like, 7,000 pounds full of nachos and tours life. They're like, look at me, I'm a perfect specimen. Like, <laughs> just everyone has gout and they're like, yeah, fucking <laughs> racehorse theory, we're the best. It's like... You may not like it, but this is what an ideal male body looks like. Yeah. It's he's talking about Steven Crowder, basically. Yeah, Trump is Steven Crowder. Uh, <laughs> also, an interview. Uh, somebody was talking to Trump about because of the rally. There was a bunch of people that didn't have masks, and they were asking him about that. And he's like, "Weren't you concerned about it?" And he was like, well, "No, because I was on stage, so I was like far away from them, so like." They were just, <laughs> Hey, that's that's good for like that's what I look for in a presidential candidate though is like spatial awareness. Like he knows like how far people are from. That's it's a good it's a good thing. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's the top quality of a president. That and uh, racism, top two. (laughs) Speaking of racism. (laughs) Uh, oh, sorry, Hillary, are you going to say something? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> s- speaking of racism, Amador, you are a racist, correct? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, you want to do... Uh, yeah, but uh, there's some pretty racist billboards that went up. Yeah, um, so in New Braunfels, uh, a... A billboard that just said like used Mexicans.org <laughs> like was on for for people display. who aren't from Texas listening to this, New Braunfels is a town uh it's a water park with a town built around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's a German water town, basically. Yep. Uh, so uh during like a this fucking disgusting porn. German water water town. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. So it's kind of like uh, it's like hill country, central Texas town, and it's growing quite a bit. Just like I mean, all of central Texas is like at some point, you know, from San Antonio to Austin, it's going to be like one massive like metropolis. People trying to get away from Alex Jones and Joe Rogan. Yeah, um, and so that billboard went up. It it's already down though, um, but it's just funny to me that like you know this like older like boomer ass town put that sign up, and I went to the website, and 
It's fucking hilarious. It's, I don't know. It, it seems like it was set up by like either like a Prager U person or like a Jesse Lee Peterson fan. Cause like the whole thing is like they came for black people and now they're going to come for Mexicans or whatever. Um, yeah. Who, who is but, they in this scenario? Uh, democratic socialists apparently. Oh, um, yeah. So if you go to the homepage, like the mission, um, I wrote it down. So it says Hispanics are in the way they live, work and honor family conservative. Unfortunately, many have been convinced otherwise. Our mission is to present data to the Hispanic community that shows the raw truth. We'll show you what's wrong with democratic socialism, the devastation it has caused to African Americans, and how it applies to the Hispanic family and the community. <laughs> and then underneath it, it says, That being said, black people shouldn't run from cops, and also, like, we think it's cool when you steal people's vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of weird freaks. What a bunch of like fucking absolute monsters. There, like the weird thing is, is like there's definitely uh, trends like towards uh, conservatism in like minority communities. It's like no, the reason that they don't vote for you though is because you're like very blatant with your hatred of everybody that's not white. <laughs> yeah, and you know the other thing too is like this is extremely misapplied I think because they're they're claiming to attack democratic socialism and its popularity within uh Latinos, I guess. Uh which, you know, if, if we're basing it off the primary, like Bernie was very popular with the Latino population, so that tracks, right? However, like everything it's right like what you're saying is it like on a like social level or like a cultural level like older like latinos especially mexicans like kind of have like this you know social conservatism to them i mean if they're catholic they're against abortion likely um but that doesn't really track with younger uh latinos for the most part like overwhelmingly so it's like okay like like younger latinos are going to be more likely to you know i don't know get involved with dsa or like you know, actually engage in whatever democratic socialism is. Um, but I don't know. The billboard seems like it's targeted at, like, you know, older Latinos and just seems really an effective use of money. But Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what person under 97 would uh, go to usedmexicans.com. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're trying to, like, reach these people, I don't think – your domain page being used Mexicans is like a good start. Um, but also like, it was really funny. There's like all these like tabs on the bottom and one of them, it says, you think it's funny. Um, so I clicked on that and it says, uh, when you go to that, <laughs> when you go to, yeah. When you go to that part of the website, um, there's a clip of like Nick DiPaolo. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, why? And then there's the, is that a Nick DiPaolo fart compilation? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. It's a, a segment of his uh, latest special that was released on YouTube for free. Um, and YouTube then there's like, another, there's like another video of that Andrew Schultz guy. You all familiar with him? He's another. Oh, yeah, that guy that all the idiots like. Who's like, yeah. I don't know, man. I think ladies should like talk or do stuff, but also like. Nikes are cool, like that fucking guy. He's just like an idiot, Joe Rogan. He's like a New York Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. 
Fuck yeah, him. pretty pretty much. Uh, yeah, the did you know the he's the son of uh, Charles Schultz, the guy who made the uh, Charlie Brown? No, he's not. <laughs> no. Yeah, my dad made fucking Charlie Brown, and guess what? I fucking I hate political correctness. My dad's cartoon wouldn't be around if political correctness was a thing today. Yeah, no, the the clip that is on there is specifically a joke about, like, how um, he's like, you know, they say that the Jews uh, built the pyramids, but um, it couldn't be them because, like, you know, they probably uh, were the contract, like, head of the contract. Like, I believe that, you know, because, wink, wink, uh, Jews have money or whatever. What and the fuck does that have to do with the billboard, though? Um, so the punchline <laughs> is just that it wasn't Jews that did it. They built the pyramids. It was Mexicans, right? Because we work hard. So My favorite thing is that when Republicans and like conservatives point out like the Democrats like taking advantage or like taking minority populations' votes for granted, they think like they're making a point and like people are gonna watch that and go, Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, but your group is like actively hostile <laughs> but you're not a better alternative by any measure like you could point out that joe biden said some racist shit but people are going to turn around and say like well that must mean that trump's the anti of racism yeah i mean it's just a weird thing though because like i i, I keep seeing like headlines and shit about joe biden and how he's not connecting with african-american males and latino males which i don't know kind of tracks based on like his history and all that shit. So, um, we're in a good place in this country. But that, like, that trend doesn't mean that those, those people aren't going to vote for Trump. They're just not going to vote, or they're going to vote for the party, right? I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. I mean, like, there was like supposedly numbers trending uh, where I guess Trump has some sort of like. I guess better numbers than a re you'd expect from a Republican with like minority populations. Um, and if that's the case, then I mean, we're fucked because I mean, there's many ways in which we are, right? But if we were listening to the lib line of, you know, going to vote and doing everything like related to voting, like it doesn't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, is this the clip from uh, Nikki Dippy's? <laughs> Nikki Dippy. Let's see. Let's see what this is. I realized this. I was in Jersey last night, working in Jersey. I had to get on the turnpike to come home. I had to go to the bathroom on the Jersey turnpike, so I pull into a rest area. What's the name of the rest area? The Vince Lombardi rest area. That's the best we can do for the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. Oh no! I don't want to watch that. That's just to be like, yeah, I have to go fucking rape a fucking hooker of Vince Lombardi truck stop. What's the deal with that? I'm a white guy. And it's like, why is this your bits? What are you talking about? Yeah. Also, his tie. There's a Forbes article that just got posted. There's a what article? A Forbes article that said Trump threatens to issue executive order preventing Biden from being elected president. Cool. And it said, uh, <laughs> apparently, Jesus Christ. Apparently, he's quoted as saying, uh, 
Breaking Biden's the dumbest of all candidates. Maybe I'll sign an executive order that you can't have him as president. How <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny would that be? <laughs> and Biden wins the vote. And Trump just goes, no, actually, he's the dumbest. You can't have it. See, that'd be so funny if he just does that and then and then like forces them to make Bernie. If he's just like no, if he just they just keep nominating like Pete Buttigieg and all these people, and he like keeps signing executive orders until he gets Bernie, and then Bernie just fucking wipes the floor with him. He's scared of Bernie. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was like, he says, didn't he say something like? Yeah, he was kind of on tape being like. That's like the one person in the Democratic field who's like worried about debating. Yeah, you know what would be cool is if uh, the fucking Democrats like uh, listen to shit he says like that. (laughs) Instead of being like, let's nominate this guy who is confused by playing Despacito in his phone. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, like to Trump's credit, like he correctly like knows that you know someone like bernie is more captivating and and i mean like honestly like any fucking idiot knows this right that like bernie bernie's message spoke to more people than whatever the fuck biden is doing like playing despacito from his phone yeah i mean like you know bernie all he had to do was say like medicare for all and like latinos overwhelmingly like yeah we need Healthcare. It's obvious. Dude, there's that article that, like, that time is, like, in the, in Time magazine about Biden's campaign. And when they asked him what his ground game was, like, one of his, like, campaign, like, managers was like, what do you mean by ground game? And it's like, I don't, what do you mean, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's, like, four weeks away until, like, it's like four or five weeks away to the election. What the fuck? It's like if you're like talking to like a basketball coach and it's like, hey, uh, how do you feel about like, you know, your post press? It's like, what's what's the post? Like, I don't you're you you're like, I don't I don't understand this fundamental thing to winning a presidential campaign. And then on the other side you have a guy being like, he's so stupid I might make it illegal for him to be president. Which is a fucking hilarious burn. And then Biden's just gonna be like Listen here, Jack. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Some fucking crazy shit. <laughs> All right. I feel like uh, that's a good enough good note to start for our main topic today. And today we're talking about the Shapiro family. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Ben Shapiro and his sister. What's her name? Stinky Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, classically, classically Abby, trad wife extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just to say, like, just a note on her. Like, Gina had done most of the research on her um, because there was something kind of captivating about like this, like, just boring, like. I don't know, like family values, like lady being a weird fixture on YouTube. Um, but she got a headache, like a migraine, and she was just like, I can't do the pod now. So that is the Abigail effect at work, <laughs> destroying leftist minds left and right. So. I, 
I watched the classically Abby video and my asshole literally prolapsed. It's like outside of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have good news for you. Uh, I took so long getting on the Skype because I was eating classically Abby's pussy. And she's good Whoa. now. <laughs> she's good now. She's. Why? She, no, she, she, wa she watches no. anime now. <laughs> she's an anime YouTuber now. <laughs> she does breakdowns yeah. of episodes of Cowboy Bebop now. That's, <laughs> that's what her YouTube channel is. <laughs> yeah, she does like weird Tina Fey cosplay or whatever. Tina <laughs> <laughs> um, <Fey> cosplay? <laughs> Man, I'm losing my mind. What's the character from Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> it's not Tina Fey. I don't know. Who, who the fuck are you talking about? I, I don't know, man. Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Evangelion pilot. I'm Tina Fey. I'm pilot an Evangelion. <laughs> What's the name of that lady? It's um, not Tina Fey. No, it's clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you were still talking about Cowboy Bebop. I thought you were just talking about fucking Tina Fey. <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, you know, Tina Fey from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, no, she's just doing that weird week weekend update. Like, you know, you know the movie Akira. My favorite character in the movie Akira is fucking Kristen Wiig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, here's like I think this clip is. I'm gonna play first. It's kinda like the quintessential like clip of Ben Shapiro. It like kinda wraps up his entire worldview. Um just to give us an idea of what we're working with going into it. Alright. It's me, me, baby cat. I have a huge diarrhea. It's your father, you know. That's the that's the video that uh made him a star. <laughs> Amador just left. Yeah, I just fucking left. I was like, fuck this. Yeah, so Kenny, you did some research on his uh, background. Let's fucking hear what. how he, this idiot got started. Well, uh, he's like one of the younger, like, alt-right people, uh, that's for sure. He was born in, like, 1984. Uh, we found out that his parents were... Two Hollywood hotshots. Yeah. <laughs> Who are his parents? Cindy Shapiro, who's an executive producer for TV shows like Hell's Kitchen. Ooh. And his father is David Shapiro, who's a composer who made soundtracks for TV shows. Mm. Oh shit! Okay, that explains. Uh, so I think Gina found like old Abby Shapiro videos. I get, and, and it was mentioning that his her dad was a composer and like it was her just like singing like obnoxious operatic like yeah. shit. Yeah, she's like, look at me! I'm an Andrea Bocelli. I'm blind. I got kicked in the head with a soccer ball. I'm blind now. <laughs> Uh, my research uh, into Abby Shapiro is I found pictures of her feet on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Ben Shapiro is a lot like Steven Crowder in that like he had uh, parents that worked uh, in show business and wanted their kids to be famous, but they're like, our kids are hugely unlikable people. <laughs> so yeah, our, they were. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're, uh, so they, they, like, lived in L.A., like, pretty much their whole lives. And what's striking to me is that they're, obviously, their parents, like, they have, you know, connections into, you know, I don't know, Hollywood or Los Angeles at some capacity. And Ben Shapiro, like, couldn't get any of his shit, like, I don't know. He's a bad writer and a bad thinker and a tiny man. It's just the is Mara Wilson yeah. from Matilda, who played Matilda and was in, I think, Mrs. Doubtfire. Wait, what? Uh, Matilda, uh, Mara Wilson from Matilda? Yeah. The little girl? That's his cousin. Oh. Holy shit. Oh, I, thought you, shit. I thought you said that's his wife, and I was like, no, Matilda's not his wife. <laughs> I was, like, getting nervous. That's his cousin? Wait, so this guy has, like, so many connections. Yeah, and his cousin... Yeah. Does not like him. She blocked him on Twitter. Yeah. She's super liberal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But his parents were super conservative. And then because of his, um, I guess, like the time he invested in Judaism, the whole family, like their immediate family converted to Orthodox Judaism. Because of Ben? Whoa, because of Ben? Yeah, because he was like, holy shit, and pushed his parents to do it. When he was like ten years old, he was like, "You should be fucking." <laughs> what a fucking dumb thing! <laughs> Can you imagine being a parent? Your ten year old's like, "We should be Orthodox Jews." <laughs> All right, <laughs> like, that's right. We should be. Hello, family of Hollywood producers and composers. We should be Orthodox Jews now. I'm nine years old. I'd be like, get the shit, get the fuck out of here, you weird creep. Do nine-year-old stuff. Like, fucking, I don't know, play with pogs or something. <laughs> he uh, was playing tennis when he was a little kid. He did what? <laughs> what? Yeah. He was a violinist, and he performed for the Israel Bonds Banquet. Oh, Israel- is that the clip of him playing, like, Schindler's List on the violin, where he looks exactly the same? When he was, like, 12 years old. Yeah, he looks exactly the same. It's weird. The same height, probably. Probably. We stand a short king here. Here's a here's a clip of uh, classically Abigail singing, and the video is called "America the Beautiful," sung by an opera singer. And this is on her own YouTube channel. So okay. I don't know why she sung by an opera singer because we know it's her from the thumbnail, and it's her channel. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. What the fuck Actually, ever, uh, Abby. Right here, McConnell and Big. (laughs) There's no Mitch McConnell here. Here's opera music. (laughs) Here's opera Abbey. Yeah, I mean, so like listening to all her shit, like. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm trying to sing. Oh wait, where are we gonna listen to her sing? weird that noise is the exact same noise she made when i was eating her pussy that's crazy (laughs) it's the exact same noise so 
I'm not yeah, saying man. what's happening in that video, but check, please. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, all her stuff is, like, mostly just, like, lifestyle shit. Like, just, you know, answering questions as a, like, Ooh. trad wife and shit. Like, it, it, she has like an her she... channel not exciting at all. Sorry, I got excited. She has a video about Netflix hit original film, Cuties. Yeah. What's her take? It's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, basically, that it's like pedophilic content. And I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. Like, the thing about her videos is that, like, they're all way too long. Yeah, they're all, like, 14 minutes long. Yeah, and it's, like, really, like, she, like... I don't know. Like she, she has that same problem that a lot of other conservatives have when they're making front-facing videos. Is that it's lasting way too fucking long. Like it's miserable. Stop doing it. Um, two minutes, maybe. It's weird. So, so classic. So classic. Whatever. Because she's like all of her videos, like how to be a classic girl. That just means like boring and like not hot, right? Is that we what classic be means? An Orthodox Jewish woman. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, my like, brother forced me to when I was, like, five years old. He convinced my parents. Yeah, I don't know if she's, like, how... I don't know. Like, it, like the, the, the traditional, like, Jewish, like, Orthodox, like, stuff, like, doesn't really, like, come through. Like, honestly, like, a lot of her videos are just, like, very blasé, like, hey, um... You do your makeup, how do you do it? And then she will like answer it in like five minutes. And it's like, this is unnecessarily long. Like, why are you doing this to me? Whoa, her um, husband looks like Dave Portnoy. Fucking. <laughs> is she married to Dave Portnoy? Or is that. No, it's. I, I forgot what his job is, but. Um, <laughs> does he work for Barstool Sports? <laughs> I don't know. She says that she's like teaching him how to sing. Uh, He's like a forty-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. One of the videos is they uh, review all the Quentin Tarantino movies, which we won't get into because Chapo already did that and got furious because essentially the reviews are like Tarantino doesn't know how to make a movie, and it's like. Say what you want about Tarantino. He's like a weird freak, and I don't want to talk to him ever. <laughs> I think I'd die if fucking... Quentin Tarantino made Fiona Apple not do cocaine anymore. She talked to him, and he, she's like, I'm good with... I'm never... Like, I'm... But, I don't know. He makes good movies. Once Upon a Haunt, Time in Hollywood is good. I rewatched it. It's good. He's... I mean, he's better than Abigail Shapiro, is it? Uh, singing opera. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my Yeah, and this is like she does speak to a particular like group of people, which is like boring you know, suburban soccer moms yeah, or boring, whatever. Boring ladies who don't get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, no one who's no one who gets fucked <clears throat> listens to a twenty-minute video about why. She's like Disney's a totalitarian communist dictatorship because of Mulan. That's the name <laughs> of one of her videos. Disney is a totalitarian communist dictatorship because of Mulan. Yeah, I mean, this is all just right wing fodder. 
but it, it's wrapped in a nice like hey like i'm just a wife you know she's like becoming her brother then i'm just a um wife. I, I don't know like she's like ben shapiro's insufferable she is too but in like in a boring way yeah, ben she's shapiro's because he's a person yeah she's yeah. just like a boring lady yeah, she's not interesting by no means. But yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of people that are like, ah, milky, milky or whatever. And so there's <laughs> <Hell> that yeah. <laughs> demographic. <laughs> That's me. That's I'm that demographic. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she's she's got like two main demographics of uh, if if I had to pinpoint the, any. She's like she like if you were to like bring a someone's bumble profile to life this would be her it's just like a lady who's like i like dogs and walking in parks and praising jesus so it's like all right i don't care (laughs) yeah i'm a singer and an actress and do something that's not this thing (laughs) all right so uh we, we got distracted by classical abigail uh, we have a little bit more about uh, Ben Benjamin. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Benji went to UCLA Ooh. when 16. Fine college. Fine college. <laughs> and he graduated in 2004, and then he went to Harvard Law and uh, got a went to the law school and uh, got a bachelor's of arts in political science and graduated in 2007. But... Uh, while he was at UCLA, he wrote for the student newspaper, and there was a nice guy named Andrew Breitbart who happened to live in L.A. and get the UCLA newspaper, and he read Ben Shapiro's opinion columns, which, by the way, are basically Art. just him shitting on the newspaper that he writes for, yeah. where he's like, newspaper is full of liberal trash, and everyone's a shitty little butt baby, but... <laughs> <laughs> Andrew yeah. Breitbart read that and was like, oh, fuck, get this guy to my sex mansion. That. And then... <laughs> yeah, and told him he worked with Matt Drudge of the Drudge Report and asked him if he wanted to get lunch and the rest is history. And Andrew Breitbart became his mentor. And yeah, we read some of the articles. They were crazy. This one, he was just going off about a sex shop around the corner from the campus <laughs> that he said that a five-year-old was going to walk by the window and said, mommy, mommy, can I have a vibrator? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That, oh, yeah, he also wrote like weird ass articles where he was like praising George W. Bush for banning like human cloning. <laughs> he was like, Oh, thank God. He fucking finally did it. <laughs> Oh, well, that tracks with, like, all his, like, uh, pro-life takes and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure that fits into that frame somehow. I, yeah. I want to clone a Ben Shapiro and just beat the shit out of it. Just, like, lock it in a shed. <laughs> <laughs> beat the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, but real quick, I wanted to say about, like, that article where he's like, a five-year-old will walk by a sex shop be like mom buy me a dildo like like she's the <laughs> like it's the fucking kid from uh charlie and the chocolate factory who's was like i want it now but with dildos and they'll buy it for them because ben shapiro made his whole f- 
Ben Shapiro thinks kids have this crazy amount of power because he made his whole family be Orthodox Jews <laughs> when he was eight years old. So he just so thinks kids have this like crazy power where they can just like do stuff. It's It's like weird that he thinks like a kid walking by a sex shop is gonna even like have the wherewithal. Like you're walking by a sex shop and your kid like, yo ma, buy me some sex toys. Like buy me a fucking vibrator. <laughs> No oh, joke. Like, no, you know, no joke. When I was a kid, um, we used to live next to an apartment. Oh, we used to live in an apartment complex next to like an adult video place. And I thought I was like five, six years old, and I just thought it was a place that only like sold like R-rated movies. I didn't know what fucking porn was. I was like, that's where people go to get like Lethal Weapon Two on VHS. <laughs> like, I didn't fucking know what it was. Like. Ben Shapiro gives kids too much credit because he was a weird little freak who forced his family into. Yeah, it says here. I put. I put a pulled a quote. It says, "Would you want a sex shop opening across the street from your home? If you had a five year old child, would you want him to ask mommy how much is that vibrator on the window?" <laughs> What? Not only requesting it, he's like, because yeah, I'm price shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no, I won't buy it from this small boutique shop. I can just get it from Amazon for $2 cheaper. <laughs> like a weird chain-smoking 50-year-old woman that's also a 5-year-old. <laughs> then when he was 17, he was hired out of high school, or, or hired out of high school, uh, by Creator Syndicate, which is a distributor of comic strips and columns to papers across the nation. Um, and then he was, before he was really big into right-wing talking points, he tried to write sitcoms. Oh, yeah. And he wrote a spec script about a dramedy set at Harvard Law and said he was blacklisted because of his conservative views. And then apparently yeah. wrote a TV episode for The Good Wife. Whoa. My mom watches that show. <laughs> hey, ben, Benny Boy knows everything about good wives, all right? <laughs> He's like, her butthole's got to be full of cream cheese. <laughs> the height of genetics in Minnesota. Wait, <laughs> so Ben Shapiro just wrote like a super shitty spec script for like a thing that's been done a thousand times before? Yeah. So it's just that he wrote Good Will Hunting. But like <laughs> but like when Matt Damon is in college. I'm not even saying that like it's a joke. That's what he did, right? It's like a dramedy about a guy at Harvard. Because yeah. he brings up Good Will Hunting a lot. Like he shits on Good Will Hunting a lot from clips I've heard. He's like, ah, oh, liberals, they worship this movie. And um, I don't know why. It's not very good. But now it makes sense because he wrote a spec script based on Goodwill Hunting, and they were like, "No." <laughs> he called it the Goodwill Hunting Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> he, he called it. He called it Good Wife Hunting. Yeah, the Good Wife Hunting. He also wrote a lot of comedy scripts that were never bought. Oh boy! Nice. We couldn't find a lot of information on them, so I filled a. Um, Having familiarized ourselves with Ben Shapiro, I can say that all of the spec scripts were the for the ABC comedy uh, Two and a Half Men. <laughs> you would write some fucking weird Triple R sitcom. 
fucking, I mean, like, credits roll on an episode of, like, fucking Big Bang Theory. That's executive, or, like, fucking head writer Ben Shapiro. <laughs> ben Shapiro does have big Sheldon energy, though. He does, for sure. <laughs> big, young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> what if Sheldon wrote the Big Bang Theory is based on Ben Shapiro? <laughs> <laughs> what if like someone talked to him and they're like fuck I'm gonna write a girl sitcom about this weird freak <laughs> oh, so I, don't, I didn't pull a clip but there is uh, a clip of him talking about Star Wars <laughs> and he's like oh Disney should have made it to where like the new heroes became the villains and then it was just like a showdown between the old characters and the new characters so just like fascism versus fascism? <laughs> I don't know, but it was a... <laughs> he gets, he has like a lot of videos about Star Wars, though. Yeah, all these dorks do. Fucking, what's his face? Dave Rubin is like obsessed with Star Wars, and it's like... <sighs> I really like when the, when the lightsabers crash into each other. <laughs> <laughs> My brain generating new ideas. I get when my asshole's filled with cream cheese. <laughs> that's my uh, Ben Shapiro impression. So yeah, so so that's Ben Shapiro's kind of backstory, right? Yeah. He was a uh, he was literally given every opportunity in the world to succeed in show business, uh, and he failed because he was so shitty. And then he forced his family to become Orthodox Jews. Well, it says so. I. I got this from a book from Richard West um, who wrote the biography an unauthorized biography of Ben Shapiro, which is so weird. But um, he said when he was nine years old, Ben began to attend a Hebrew day school. As he learned more about his Jewish faith, Ben became more committed. His parents responded by also becoming more devoutly observant. And then when he was 11, his family committed to becoming Orthodox. Mm. Shit. So weird. Yeah. It sounds like his parents are fucking gullible as shit. Yeah. yeah. Like Getting duped by a little kid. Especially Ben Shapiro. Imagine if it's a little kid. How stupid <laughs> he was. Compared, like... Those are some classic L.A. parents, though. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Everything Just gross. about him was mostly written by people who love him and were talking about what a child prodigy he was. And I feel like he's just been propped up for so many years by people. And now it's like this monster who thinks. <clears throat> yeah. He's, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like this entitled asshole. Like to like basically to echo what you're saying is like, it seems like he like has that like white guy energy where like he can get by with like mediocre work and still continue to, like, just go up the fucking food chain as far as, like, you know, he has his own fucking media company. Um, that that And so what I, most of the research that I did was, like, into just, like, where he's at now as far as, like, a fixture in our culture. And... I don't know if y'all know this, but like the Daily Wire, like is like in July had the most engagements on Facebook. 
Yeah. So it was like the most popular like news website, basically. Um, <clears throat> we like absolutely have to do an episode later on Facebook alone because like it's such a fucking like cesspool for Ben Shapiro's and Tucker's and all those fucking assholes. Yeah. yeah. Every time we post an episode, we get fucking bullied by some guy with a banjo yeah. in his fucking profile picture. Yeah, dude. It's it's fucked. I I don't know. So, like, what I saw is that, yeah, so the Daily Wire had the most engagement. It's second was CNN. And then third was Fox News. So, like, all these people that say that, you know, that the left is like taking over like society like are full of fucking shit like they don't know what they're talking about at all and also like to them like cnn is left so yeah um, as far as media ship goes but uh, they think don um, i thought lemon it was really interesting carl marx. It, i'm sorry they think don lemon is carl marx yeah like remember don lemon was like where are the celebrities they need to say something about George Floyd or something. Like, it's like this guy's like just like I don't know reg- a regular lib who's just like, hey man, like the celebrities need to save us, and I don't know, like whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, but uh, I I thought it was interesting because like I was looking at an article that was talking about you know uh, like news like sources and Facebook and. Um, it was interesting to see like what drove the most engagement between like the top three uh, uh, news sources. So the Daily Wire, it said um, there were lots of articles about how law enforcement was dealing with the ongoing protests. So that tracks, right? Like now that there's more uprisings, the Daily Daily Wire is like a main go-to source for you know boomer your grandparents on Facebook. Um, their top article. Uh, that received the most engagements was uh, an article about the Dallas police arresting more than 700 protesters for blocking a highway. Um, so, you know, just all the bootlicking content you, you know, a boomer might want. Um, and then some of the other articles that garnered a lot of their engagement were uh, the arrests in unmarked vans in Portland and police agencies withdrawing from guarding the DNC convention. Um, yeah. So there, I, this is kind of goes into that, but I saw a clip. I didn't, I didn't cut it out, but there was a clip where Ben Shapiro was talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing and he was going over videos and obviously I don't think it's going to come as a surprise that he was, defending Kyle Rittenhouse and saying that Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. When I watched it, he took the videos completely uh, out of like any sort of chronological order. Oh, whoa. And very much misrepresented the, how the events like happened through that night. And definitely presenting a narrative that Kyle Rittenhouse had been attacked before he shot anybody, then he was being chased before he shot anybody. Which, right. And then there's a point where Kyle Rittenhouse has a phone and Ben Shapiro just says that Kyle Rittenhouse is calling the cops because he's concerned about what he just did and he's concerned that he's getting attacked, which is absolutely not the case. 
because you can actually, there was a video I watched that actually has the audio, like you can catch what Kyle Rittenhouse is saying. Like, I don't know who he's on the phone to, but what he's saying is, I think I just killed somebody, which is something you might expect a 17-year-old idiot piece of shit kid who just killed somebody to say. But the fact that, like, yeah, Ben Shapiro presented what happened that night completely out of chronological order. It was very, like, gross misrepresentation of it, which isn't shocking, but it, it is depressing that the Daily Wire is the number one news source for people about these protests yeah. on Facebook. Well, and, you know, like, to add to that, like, what's more even more concerning is that we don't really have, like, a left-equivalent response. I mean, like... There are so many, so like, yeah, there, there are so many like, like out right wing fucking media that are covering the protests, which, you know, of course, um, because they get to like, you know, label like, and like Antifa and BLM as like these crazy radical, like people that are like burning down like the whole Pacific Northwest or whatever. Um, but there's no left equivalent. I mean, like. I can't think of like any left media that is really, really doing a, like a good job about covering like the protests and like what's happening at these protests. Um, like nobody's, I don't know. Like you know, like the the majority report like might talk about like the closest the, is like, like Robert Evans on Twitter, right? But yeah, he's like, like not a thing that's like known outside of like lefties. Right, or like exactly. liberal people like might know him, but right. But he's not. But he's not like fucking, you know, Daily Wire, whatever the yeah. fuck Tucker's thing is. That you know what I mean. Yeah. These things that just get shared, like it ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that thing, though. It's like because as much as they like cry about lefty media, like you're way more likely to get platformed and like boosted if you're like a conservative even like a crazy fucking because as much as they like they were crying when alex jones got the platform like that guy had already done like the sandy hook these are crisis actors things but like they're like how many fucking like lefty youtube channel like it happened yeah, he did that to... and pizzagate yeah and... no, it, it happened to me though like i subscribed to a bunch of lefty people on like youtube and i was like what the fuck i'm not like seeing these videos anymore like i just thought it's like Oh, I got unsubscribed by YouTube from these channels. Wow. So yeah. even people like news sources that like, though you're right, like in terms of like lefty, like the majority report, uh, like Young Turks, Secular Talk or whatever, those places, like they're covering it, but they're not covering it nearly to the extent that the Daily right. Wire. Right. There's no one that's just like dedicated to that, right? Right. Like, I guess um, people that would be dedicated to that would be like BLM. <laughs> But they don't have the nope. Like they're not on the fucking news. They don't have the. I don't know. Sorry. The same why like Jersey Shore's on TV and not Criterion Films. <laughs> well, Jer like Jersey that. Shore has not been on the air for a long time. <laughs> or shows like that. It's, or yeah, like, yeah. Or like Fuck Island or something like. Yeah. Some shitty reality show. People love watching that shit, even if. The information is false. Yeah, and and like you know, Travis mentioned Robert Evans, who like him and like a couple other like 
like on the ground reporters like are doing a good job of like covering what's going on in Portland and stuff like that. But like those are like two, three, four people, right? Like the Daily Wire has seventy five people employed, and like so, I mean, just as in terms of like manpower, there's like way more people working for these like these shitty like right wing news agencies. By the way, the Daily Wire, like founded by Ben Shapiro, like is in L.A., so that's weird, you know, like... Well, and that's the thing, too, like, Fox News has, like, it's, like, fucking in, like, the plaza with, like, where they film, like, TRL and shit, and, like, they're just, like, in this, like, probably billion-dollar, like, fucking office building in Manhattan, and they're just, like, talking about how, like, you know, the rich don't care about, you know... And same thing Shapiro. It's like in LA. It's like if you if these people would never. And I know Joe Rogan did it for shitty reasons because he's a dumb asshole, and it was like a tax thing. But if, but Ben Shapiro would never move fucking his family and his company to like I don't know Florida yeah, talking, or something. Actually, yeah, we were talking about that because these conservative people like they enjoy all the benefits of living in like a Los Angeles or a New York, like the oh. cultural diversity, the food, all the art, all the fucking cool shit. And then they just shit on. Yeah. So actually like there is talk of Ben Shapiro moving to Nashville. Moving to Remember Nashville? that cowboy hat he was wearing? Like, Ooh, okay. I, I, hope I hope to God he was wearing that fucking yarmulke under his cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, and so that's why I brought up that, you know, like, this is the first time Ben Shapiro is leaving L.A. Like, he's packing his bags, his dream, like, crashed and burned, and he's moving to Nashville now. Um, and well, he's moving the Daily Wire with him, by the well, way. And that's so, a funny thing, too, where it's like, but, and it's with the, the Rogan thing, too, where he's like, yeah, dude, I moved to Texas for the fucking freedom, and it's like the Wild West out here, it's like, you moved to Austin. People, like, you ruined this fucking place. It's like Silicon Valley now. Like, businesses can't stay open because it's rich shitheads <laughs> like you. I'm, Nashville's probably the same. I I remember I lived in Oxford, Mississippi for a year, which is close to shit to, like, Memphis and Nashville. And it was, like, right when I had my driver's license. Like, right when I turned 16. So me and my friends and, like, the girl I was hitting at the time, we would go to, like, Nashville and shit on the weekends. And Nashville is a cool place. I'm sure it's changed because every cool place, that's what happens. When fucking rich assholes move there and they ruin these places. Yeah. But like, um, I was, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, from what I was reading is that, like, apparently Nashville is, like, you know, it's kind of like Austin. How, like, you know, Austin's always referred to as, like, the blue, like, island in a sea of red or whatever yeah like nashville is sort of the same situation but in tennessee um so like yeah ben's still moving to like a place that's like not like the most conservative area of tennessee yeah to the Um, other like rich to the weird like cosplay conservatives that are like yeah yeah right the rich cowboys and shit yeah the rich people the rich people don't care about your feeling or like those weird dickheads who do live in Tennessee. They're like kid rock motherfuckers that are like, yeah, I wear camo and like do and dip tobacco 
but I drive a $50,000 truck, and my, like, house is a, one of those mini mansions. But I'm a good old boy. I'm a redneck. It's like those are the people that are like, Ben Shapiro's moving south. Yeehaw. Good old boy. It's like he's still moving to a place where he can avoid, like, afford the luxuries of, like, his wealth. He's not moving it to, like, I don't know, some fucking bumfuck town in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not going to move and live around, like, real Republicans. Yeah, because they're going to call him a Jew and kill him. Yeah, they would beat the shit out of him. (laughs) He's definitely not this. Yeah, I mean... He's a 36 Mafia. (laughs) And the Hustle and Flow Boys. I don't remember that guy you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, uh, apparently the (laughs) reason... Actually, I like. Actually, I'm moving to Memphis, and I'm having my asshole injected with a cream cheese. <laughs> so, liberal media lies if you think that I'm, but my asshole isn't greedily ready for cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's crazy, but like Ben Shapiro is another casualty of like weird, like right wing person leaving LA. Um, and the reasons that they cited were due to a declining quality of life in the city, including high housing costs and homelessness. That's because of uh, people like you, Ben. <laughs> well, I don't like that I, my policies and my wealth are making more homeless people and making things more expensive for me. Don't move to Tennessee and ruin fucking those people's lives. Was it one of the reasons Joe Rogan, like, Cited for him moving was he was because of the protest. He's like afraid yeah. people are gonna you're burn. Literally, his... You're literally moving like out of the city. You're white flight 2.0. Like you're the same as those fucking losers. And you're that... moving to a city that's the same. They don't want you here. I live here, and we do not want him here. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, man. There's a lot of people. Like every time I see like a Austin comedy's dying because all the clubs are closing. Like there's always people that are like. Rogan's gonna open a club. Rogan's gonna. I see those comments yeah, like left. But guess right. what? No one that does comedy and is respected right. at comedy are those people. It's all people from your town. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's yep, all, yep. It's, it's all San Antonio people. Look, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care if comedy ever happens ever again. Like, mm. you know. Sounds- like, if we can return to some sort of normalcy, like, yeah, I like stand-up. Like, I might get back to doing that. But, like, but, dude, you cannot I- deny that there are people in Austin that like Joe Rogan. Like, I, uh, yeah. I do like that we call it Amador's Town, though we all... Yeah, we all left. <laughs> Mayor of fucking San Antonio, like... Yeah, we Ben shapiro out of San Antonio. We fucking fled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're stuck there with fucking. I don't want to say anyone. I don't want anyone that we hate to listen to our podcast. Cody. Oh no! Don't say that name. Uh, <laughs> Cody. Cody. Yeah. Stop Cody. saying his name. to the show up like Beetlejuice. Let's not go. No. No. But like, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I think like. So, again, yeah, I'm not going to deny there's a lot of people that are like, Rogan's fucking opening a club here. But they're also the people that are like, oh, like, you're the shithead who, like, you're, they're all the shitheads that, like, moved to Austin and then realized they hate Austin because it's like, 
You know what I mean? They're like, this isn't fucking... And it's like, all right, well, then leave. Like, right. Austin's always been weird. I, like, Nashville's been... Portland's weird. Seattle is full of uh, billionaires and Macklemore's. And homeless That people. is... Uh, that's one of my... That was one of the cool things about Seattle. That, like, such a long history of, like, weird punk anarchists. So... Yeah. I think like the protests were kind of like a return to that old Seattle and a lot of weird, like a lot of like tech bros and shit that moved here for the Amazon jobs got like freaked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Amazon's like talking about too, like moving their headquarters to Bellevue and like dipping on Seattle. So I don't even know how long that's going to, I think like, this is like a bold prediction, but I think a lot of tech companies are definitely going to abandon Seattle. Seattle's going to end up a lot like, Detroit in the terms of like how the auto industry abandoned Detroit. I think Amazon and a lot of these tech companies, especially are realizing that Hey, if most of our companies can work remotely or most of our employees can work remotely. And like, why the fuck are we paying to have our headquarters in Seattle? Yeah. But then I think it's still a lot of those people who work for the headquarters will still, because a lot of those people work at Amazon have already bought houses in Seattle. Like I can't see, I, I don't know. I don't see the housing market here tanking like that just because it's like so expensive already. Like still houses are selling like crazy and I just can't see them abandoning it. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I mean, know. Amazon that should move to Amador's town is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> we already have a warehouse and shirts. Like it's not. Replace the LOL <laughs> comedy club with. Jeff Bezos is sorry. <laughs> I was at Soros Tower. I meant to say Sauron from Lord of the Rings. I'm turning into Ben Shapiro. Actually, Sauron is my asshole when it's <laughs> No, but yeah. Um, yeah, so we did go over a tangent about that. And then Kenny thought about an asshole again. But I think that's like an important thing about the hypocrisy of these people. That it's like I'm moving to this place to get away from to get away from all the homeless people and how expensive it is. And it's like that's a fucking. Word. What are you gonna do in Nashville? Ben Shapiro is not gonna go to some like you know hot chicken restaurant hole in the wall place. He's gonna be like, I demand you open a ratatouille restaurant <laughs> on my street. And it's gonna he's gonna like. But the difference between, like, people like Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan and, like, the hipsters that move here is the hipsters have this, like, weird thing where it's like, oh, I replaced this, um, I replaced this, like, record store that's been here since 1945 with a super target because I'm trying to make your neighborhood better. I'm trying to help you. Don't you understand? I'm helping you people. But, like, Ben Shapiro is like, I replaced... I replaced your grandma's house with an olive garden because I wanted an olive garden. Fuck you. I don't care. I can do this because I've worked hard. Yeah. And so Yeah, I mean, part of his pitch in Nashville, I mean, it, it does seem like a better fit for, like, his media conglomerate and shit because, I mean, you know, Nashville is, is probably, like, more liberal than the rest of Tennessee, but, I mean, it's still Swift. Tennessee. Taylor right? Swift lives there. I would well, like to say to um, Ben Shapiro and to like Dennis Prager, who are both 
like conservative Jewish people is that the movement that they are backing, like they see the Jewish people as like the masterminds behind the entire opposition and to everything that they're opposed to. So the logic, I don't know what the logical conclusion to be. Isn't that literally the whole Soros thing? Yeah. Is he's like a Jew? Well, like when you like, like white supremacists think that like all the political unrest, black lives matter, everything, all these, all the unrest for minority communities is orchestrated by Jewish people. Right. Or they'll like, if they're like talking in like red scare code, they just call them Marxists. Uh, right. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Tennessee, like, I don't know. It, it, I think it's going to work out for Ben because like he was saying, like he's taking his whole like media over there. Right. And I don't know, like he's saying that, you know, another thing that we're looking forward to is like having a wider, t- like uh fucking talent pool uh, for our sort of media, which I don't know, like, he's probably going to have more of that in Tennessee than, you know, California, L.A. specifically. You're more likely to Uh, find a writer in Fort Worth willing to move to Nashville than some, like, racist clan member from Arlington who's like, yeah, I'll move to California for you. He'll, yeah. I don't know, the moment that he, like, steps off that greyhound and trips... (laughs) And it's like lands on his butt and all that fucking cream cheese that's up there squirt down. <laughs> <laughs> Done. He's not going to be able to make it. It's, it's some Nashville cry. teenager is like laughing at the cream cheese coming out of his asshole. Going, Look at his city slicker and he calls his mom. He's like, Mom, I want to come home. I don't like Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so the last thing I'll say about this move to Tennessee <laughs> is that uh, um, as far as politics goes, like it makes even more sense because like I was just remembering how recently like their governor signed a law that allowed uh, faith-based foster care to uh, discriminate like if there's like gay couples like trying to adopt children from them. Um, and that's like exactly the sort of shit that like Ben Shapiro's into. Like, like Ben Shapiro can like talk all day and all night about like cancel culture and how the left is like scolding and shit like that. But like he just likes the same thing, but from the other side. Like he wants right. the right wing version of that, which is like you know I don't know inherently more powerful anyway because they have most state legislatures in their power, so they get to pass crazy shit like this, and he just like gets to benefit from knowing that his governor agrees with most of his bullshit right so so kind of amador uh yeah because i agree with what you're saying and what it like kind of reminds me of tennessee is you know when you hear like nashville or memphis you think of kind of like oh these are like actual cities with like you know historically cool shit like they've done like vice things where they just like said fucking maddie matheson to go hang out in nashville it's like cool shit to do. So you think like, right. why would Ben Shapiro live there? But it's like the same thing with Texas. Like I remember when uh, Beto was running against future Supreme Court judge Ted Cruz, <laughs> and Amador, me and you were like texting about it because we were like looking at the map that night, going like, it's insane because Beto won all the big cities more or less. He won like right. Houston. He won San Antonio. He won Dallas. Not probably not Dallas. 
He went Houston. But he won, like, the big metropolitan areas. And then it's like, Texas is just such, like, a weird state where we have these cities. But then Ted Cruz, like, won all these weird little, like, hill country, like, town places. And I'm sure Tennessee is a lot like that. Where it's like you have these, like, you know, kind of cities that are probably overwhelmingly blue because... I can, you know, there's yeah. poverty and shit in the cities, but then you have like rural areas, these states and shit. Where like fucking Tennessee is where the West Memphis Five was, or that was like on the border, like of that in Arkansas. But it's just like this fucking, like they're historically like fucked up, kind of like, yeah, it's the yeah. South. It's the fucking American South. Yeah. If if I will say though, if Ben Shapiro's moving to Tennessee has anything to do with him having like future political aspirations, then it's a smart move. If he's going to run for state legislator or any Oof. sort of office in the future, the fact that he'll move to a red state, live in a liberal city in a red state, yeah. but you could win a state. You could win a state race because of who he is. No joke. If Ben Shapiro runs in Tennessee, I would move to Tennessee and run against Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and I would just just debate him and be like, at every at every debate question, be like, uh, my opponent here is two foot seven, and has never made his <laughs> wife's pussy wet. And then he'd be like, that's not true. And I'd be like, I think it is. And then I just go on with my answer about I don't know fair housing or whatever. But I'd start every. I'm glad you asked. Ben Shapiro is two foot seven, and has <laughs> never fucked his wife. Right, and I just answer my question. <laughs> um, you know, that, that kind of bullying will get you the fucking governorship of Tennessee, I think. <laughs> that's what we need, <laughs> honestly. That's what, like, more leftists need. We yeah. need to be meaner. We're too fucking nice. Trump got where he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's He fucking roasts the shit out of Joe Biden at every fucking, like, goddamn speech. And, like, Joe Biden plays Despacito as he's, like, slowly walking up to the fucking podium, right? That's what's so, like, annoying about, like, the Al Franken thing is it's, like, I don't know how you guys feel about, you know, what happened with Al Franken. But it's, like, Al Franken would have been the perfect guy to run against Trump. He's more progressive than Joe Biden. He's a fucking professional comedian. He's smarter than Trump. Um, Al Franken would bully the shit out of Donald Trump. But you, like, they kowtow to their fake outrage. They don't give a shit that, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's like yeah. you gave into that shit, and now Bro. we're stuck with Joe Biden, who... It's weird that they still kowtow to fucking right-wing outrage when, like, literally their guy is, like, photographed with the most famous pedophile. <laughs> yeah, and he wished the fucking madame of his operation. He's like, I wish you good luck. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck and then they're like Al Franken touched a boob he's not allowed to I'm, I'm that's probably fucked up and I'm probably you know oversimplifying it but it's also like a thing where it's like he's they stepped down like immediately and it's like and then like a few months later they let fucking Kavanaugh be a, who screamed in, I like to drink beer in, in like a hearing he's a Supreme Court judge who was like I think beer's good to drink and it's like I think, like, that's one of the big problems with the left is, like, it's okay to be like, hey, what Al Franken did was shitty, but, like, also, like, you need to have, like, a measured response to it and not just, like, oh, you're fucking canceled because what's going to replace Al Franken is probably worse than whatever the fuck Al Franken did. 
Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is the whole, whole cancel thing is like a, I think it is a bigger problem for the, you know, whatever left is in our culture because like, yeah, those people like in Al Franken are more likely to, you know, you know, I don't know, feel pressured, you know, to quit his job because of like something that he did. Um, the right doesn't fucking fall for that shit. But like just recently, I mean, that cost like that, that like really like tanked Alex Morris's campaign. Um, that, that gay dude who is running against, uh, I don't remember the guy that he was running against. Um, but, but, you know, they, they like came out with all these allegations against him like, you know, dating students or something. Yeah, it was like weird and, outrage where it was like fake outrage where it was like, you're 30-something and this college student's 19. That's that's the, grooming. And it's like... The weird thing, though, is like even like all the allegations were bullshit. Like he never dated somebody that was an actual student of his. It was literally a gay man had grinder and was like hooking up with other consenting adults. And they were literally shaming him for being gay. Yeah. With the Democrats. They were doing yeah, like fucking satanic like, panic like bullshit where they're like, look, he's a predator. Yeah. He's like a fucking, yeah. Well, and like, see, like the, the fucking, the mainstream like college Democrats of that area, like were obviously in on, you know, this whole move to like demonize his sexuality uh, which is fucking horrible, like, considering, yeah, those are Democrats, but, like, also, um, I don't know, like, some of the progressive groups that were backing Morris, like, like, spent, like, less time on his campaign because they were like, oh, yeah, no, like, this guy, like, needs to be canceled or whatever, and the left really fucked it up there because, you know, we need more progressive people in politics. Well, and the same thing happened... Oh, not to that extent, but with Bernie, where Bernie would say something and then like, not even like the right, like fucking liberals would be like, yeah, Sp apologize, just speak for yourself. And then when Bernie would do it, they'd be like, see, he doesn't believe in what he says. And it's like, all right, fucking which, which one is it? Yeah. And then that allows people like Ben Shapiro to be like, look, see, cancel culture, it's real. And it, the problem with centrist Democrats is they're too worried about shutting progressives up and not worried enough about shutting Republicans down. Yeah. Right. Well, that was a big thing with the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing with a lot of liberals being like, don't blame me. I voted for Hillary. And if you didn't, shut the fuck up. And it's like. My gosh. So such a tired argument. Yeah. Also. And it's like that Hillary lost because she sucks shit. Like. She lost because she didn't. She, she, didn't, she won't popular vote. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, what is it? Did I'm, she yeah. like their argument's weird because it's like, okay, what happened? Did Hillary lose the election because like, fucking a bunch of like, Trotskyites didn't vote for her, or because like fucking Russia stole the like it can't be. You have to choose a narrative. Like the thing yeah. where I'm like starting to run into where like I believe that that's disingenuous it's like political establishment people making that argument if they're not crying every day since 2016 about the electoral college or actual literal voter suppression or knocking people off the voter rolls then they don't give a shit about election integrity because not only did Hillary Clinton win the popular vote but do you know how many people were knocked off the voter rolls in the Rust Belt just because of 
like this is a whole thing, but interstate cross check, just because they happened to have a last name that was like Washington, Jackson, Rodriguez, Gomez or whatever, they were knocked off the voter rolls because they had name similarities to other people. It was such a fucking racist thing that was instituted by this guy named Chris Kobach. And uh, it's weird because I don't know a lot about this. So when I see a lot of people talking about like Russian interference or shit, it's like literally hundreds of thousands of people that were all likely Democratic voters were knocked off and prevented from voting. And the fact that you don't talk about that when your candidate won the popular vote, it's like literally the election was just fucking stolen at that point. Sure. It's not it's no matter of foreign influence or people not voting or people voting third party. The people that would have voted for Hillary Clinton that would have made the difference were prevented from voting. Yeah, and I mean like also on top of that, like Hillary did not campaign in the Rust Belt. She didn't like, at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like she didn't she just didn't do it. And like Joe Biden's doing less. Like I know Travis, like in the beginning of the week, you were sharing like how Joe Biden was saying that like, oh, what ground game? Like, uh, huh? Like yeah. Michigan? What's that? Like, you know, it's like, fuck, dude. Like, how come this is the problem with the establishment, though? They don't care about outreach. They don't care about expanding the voter base. Which is like, crazy. Joe Biden. Just, I deserve this. I have a lot of I have family that lives in Michigan. And like whatever you want to say about Barack Obama, Barack Obama, what he did for the auto industry did save a lot of jobs there. So like the fact that yeah. Biden's not in Michigan right now. He has an in with them. Like it's like, dude, you have the Obama coattails. Just say like, hey, remember like when I we did a little bit for the fucking auto industry? I was there too. Like, yeah, and then just do your weird Biden thing where you just say like a lie where it's like, I'm going to make everyone have cars. Or fucking whatever weird lie you say. It's like, I, sw- I swear on my fucking wife that everyone will have a free fucking car. Or fucking whatever weird bullshit. I don't know. To tie it back into, uh... Yeah, because we did get derailed on the Ben Shapiro episode, but that's just a testament about how fucking boring Ben Shapiro is. Um, yeah. But to tie it all back in with, like, the kind of, like, outrage cancel culture thing where it's like... Um... What was I going to say? Like what you were saying with like the voters of like vote, like elections are being outright stolen. It, it, I mean, I've kind of resigned myself to the fact it's happening this year. They're going to steal the election or they're going to attempt to steal the election. And it's going to be blatant. It happened yeah. with Bush. It happened yeah. with, then I think Reagan too. It's like, they fight. That's what they do. And these people just kind of go like, well, we don't want to upset the system. Like, that was Al Gore's, like, literal, like, reason for not fucking fighting the election that was stolen from him. He's like, well, I don't want to fuck it. I don't want the courts to be uh, inconvenienced by me rightfully winning the presidency. So let's just not. And it's like the, the, the shit that they, the shit that they give up on is, like, way, 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 way more important than the shit that they, like, nitpick over, like, which is, like, the cancel culture kind of bullshit. And that's why people like Ben Shapiro, like, I think focus on cancel culture being this thing so much. It's like the fucking the, the Briar Patch thing where they're just, like, Ben Shapiro's, like, 
cancel culture is bad. You shouldn't cancel people. And then it's like all the liberals fucking obsess over it because they think they're like owning like Democrats by being like, well, we have this moral superiority. And it's like that too. But like the shit that like Democrats give up on or that's like, yeah, Democrats give up on the fact that the Democrats don't bite. Like they realize, like we should realize that that like creates a space for people like Ben Shapiro. The fact that Ben Shapiro is able to paint a party that literally like capitulates and concedes on like 90% of what Trump wants. Right. Like, like Ben Shapiro's greatest critic and the people that like the ideological battle that should be happening with somebody like him is like, Oh, like you should be debating somebody from like, like Anna Kasparian or fucking Sam Cedar or fucking Kyle Kalinske or whatever. Like those should be the people that that should be the actual debate happening. But like, but the people that you are actually kind of scared to debate, like Sam Zeter, are pushed to the fringes. And like the people that you're left to debate are like Joe Biden. And guess what? Like Joe Biden's already conceded to like 90% of what you want. He's not going to make that fight. Right. Which is insane, which is why we're in a fucking situation where like Trump's president, because they painted Joe Biden, who's like 1980s Reagan era republicanism as socialism, which was like, it was such a disingenuous argument when they were like worried about Bernie Sanders being painted as a socialist. Cause like they're literally making arguments now. Like Charlie Kirk just had some fucking meltdown that Joe Biden's going to come into your house and take your kids. Like it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> he is going to do like, that though. Taking all their fucking kids, but still, I'm Rumpelstiltskin, Jack. <laughs> we'll get here to take your children. <laughs> what, I, which, like, like fucking Ben Shapiro to whatever. Like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but I like I obviously he's not stupid. Like, he picked an enemy that's always going to concede. Yeah, and he's picked a the winning fight nine times yeah. out of ten. Anybody that's like a real challenge to him intellectually from the left is already being kneecapped by the party that's supposed to represent well, them. And then, to be fair, I don't know if Ben Shapiro does the Steven Crowder thing, because Steven Crowder is way more of a dickhead. Where, like, Steven Crowder, when it's, like, Sam Cedar's like, debate me, or they have debates set up with Sam Cedar, he would go, I don't want to give this guy a platform. I don't want to give this guy a platform. I have more fans than him. And it's yeah. like... They can do that with, like, Sam Cedar and, like, these kind of... Even, like, someone like Chapo. Like, if Chapo was, like, debate me, fuck it. If, like, Virgil Texas was, like, I will debate Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro would be like, you're too small for me. Like, they can say that because tech, because they have this weird empire based on them gaming this fucking algorithm on Facebook and shit and YouTube and these things that are built to kind of... They cater to them and their shit. And so they have this like massive base while like the their yeah. ideological like opposites are fucking kind of pushed to the fringes. The people like us that even like look at them get unsubscribed from their channels and shit. Yeah. And what's weird is like somebody like Ben Shapiro, like G Matt, like if Ben Shapiro had met his match from the left, like met a Sam Cedar in fucking college, like as much as they like to decry how liberal universities and colleges are, it's like that's the exact 
environment that someone like Ben Shapiro thrives in. Like colleges do not fucking censor conservative voices. If anything, he's a debate they kid. pump them, they yeah. pump them <laughs> fuck out. And yeah, what you said, like how he grew, like he blew up, like he had his fucking thing, like whatever. Andrew Breitbart saw him and like he wrote some shit. But when he blew up, it was him just talking really fast at college students who weren't able to debunk the 90 points that he made in 30 seconds. Like, and that doesn't make you fucking smart. Yeah. If we gave a shit about, and if we were able to prop up voices on the left, the, the way that the right is able to prop up their shitty assholes like Ben Shapiro, <laughs> these fucking people would be stomped out of existence. Like if Ben Shapiro first high-profile case was him having to debate somebody like Sam Cedar. That would have been fucking humiliating for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, I mean, obviously, like, this guy, you know, like, paints himself as, like, a compassionate conservative or whatever, but, like, I don't know. Like, if you read, like, any of the stuff that he's, like, pumping out, like, he doesn't give a fuck about people, like, at all. Like, there's an infamous tweet that he had where it's like Israelis like to build, Arabs like to bomb, and live in open sewage. Like, yeah. this is not a this is not a difficult issue. And then he just has hashtag settlements rock or whatever. Oof. Like, this guy clearly does not give a fuck about yeah. the plight of like any like anyone that like doesn't fit into like his rigid worldview of like what the world is supposed to be, which is like I don't know. White like, and orthodox. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Amador, didn't he write like an op-ed that was like essentially being like, it's fucking totally cool and normal if civilians die? And like yeah, bombings because so, it's for the greater yeah. good? Well, yeah. So like it, this was back in 2002. And it honestly, it reads like just like, it's like just like a big wall of text. But it, I, I don't know. He published it in some like, some blog and it, it, it it's the title of the article is enemy civilian casualties okay by me by ben shapiro <laughs> so uh, what is he dr man cool. is he dr manhattan from the watchman where he was like sacrifices must be made to achieve the greater good and he's just yeah he's like he has like the same like weird tim pool like thanos argument except he doesn't He's not bald and like has like a weird beanie on his head all the time. Actually, I'm Dr. Manhattan. I proceed the past, present, future all at the same time. Although my asshole is filled with cream cheese. <laughs> oh man. You know you know what's weird? And I know we're going on a tirade, but like the Watchmen thing and like the Tim Pool with fucking Thanos is like Alex Jones and so many of these fucking right wing assholes like love Watchmen and V for Vendetta and all these like Alan Moore things. And it's like all of Alan Moore, Alan Moore is like a crazy, he's like a communist, like wizard, polyamorous, like vegan guy. He's like a we Alan Moore is like a freak. Like he's, he would <laughs> hate you. And like V for Vendetta is like, he said, he's like, yeah, this is about how Mar Margaret Thatcher sucks shit. I hate her. And he's like, yeah, Watchmen's about why that because Reagan is a fucking asshole and how like we shouldn't like treat police like fucking superheroes. And like My people like Ben Shapiro are like, I like Watchmen because I think Dr. Manhattan's cool the way he murders all those people. My favorite thing is that uh, 
they interviewed uh, Ted Cruz, and he said that his favorite comic book hero was Rorschach. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> that crazy homeless fascist guy? <laughs> the guy who eats beans and <laughs> murders people? Holy Ted shit. Cruz has not read The Watchmen. No. I literally uh, wrote a bit about Ted Cruz's journal. Or I was reading it like Rorschach's journal, but I never got to perform it because the plague happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm just imagining Ted Cruz picking up the Watchmen and being like, ooh, cool, a comic book, and then opening it to one of those weird pages where it's just like a wall of text. It's yeah. just like Rorschach like over a cliff and then like a word bubble that takes up half the page. And it's just like a monologue about like fucking fascism. And Ted Cruz <laughs> being like, yep, that's my favorite character. And then just shutting the book. And eating a can of beans and being a guest like Rorschach. <laughs> He's a fucking freak. He definitely never read Rorschach's uh, or fucking Watchmen. Cause like, it's like not even that far into Watchmen where Rorschach's like talking about how he doesn't like black people. <laughs> yeah, Rorschach, Alan, Alan Moore said in an interview, he was like, yeah, everyone who likes Rorschach's a stupid, dumb baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, Amador, is that kind of it for uh, Ben's kind of media? Yeah, um, pretty much. Like, the other thing that I uh, forgot to mention was, uh, so getting back to, like, the Facebook top threes, um, so I mentioned what garnered a lot of engagement with the Daily Wire. Uh, for CNN, it was a lot of stuff uh, about the pandemic, so uh, the hospital data bypassing the CDC, the White House blocking the CDC, testifying about school reopening, and Herman Cain's death from the disease. Um, so it was those three main articles that like kind of gave CNN a lot of attention on Facebook. And then like, so Fox News was like fucking hilarious because it's like the Daily Wire is like all this fucking like propaganda about BLM, Antifa the protests and all that shit. And then Fox News was reporting on Ben Carson calling Black Lives Matter a Marxist organization, the death of Charlie Daniels, and the Goya CEO's comments on the boycott of his company. Beans again. That's why these people like Rorschach, because <laughs> of the fucking beans. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, like, it's crazy, because, like, I don't know, like, as, like, uh, sorry, no, no, no. Go, go ahead. Like, like, as much as, like, the weirdest fucking thing is, like, they're always, like, Ben Shapiro's especially, like, made their fame on, like, like, criticizing outrage from, like, SJWs and stuff. The How reactionary, though, like, the Daily Wire and, like, these conservative outlets are is, like, Dude, like, Ben Shapiro's target audience is, like, that fucking YouTuber guy, the quarter pounder who's like, oh, fucking, uh, <laughs> Brie Larson is the worst lady who ever existed in, 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 in honesty. Like, okay. Here's <laughs> 5,000 videos about Brie Larson. I'm going to eat a big can of beans because my favorite character is Rorschach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I tried listening to a show a little bit, uh, this week, and, uh, he's so fucking boring. 
Ben Shapiro, he, Ben Shapiro is so boring. Like he just has the same. He literally said the same things uh, on like three of the episodes I listened to. He he's like a Skyrim character where he has like five <laughs> like dialogue options, and he just like runs <laughs> through those. And um, yeah, there's not a whole lot, uh, and I. That's kind of it. I have a few clips. We'll get to the clip section now. Uh, yeah. But here's the first clip that I pulled. See what plays. I've never seen it quite as clearly exposed as what happened yesterday online after Trump suggested that maybe we ought to teach American children that America is good. People literally compared him to a Nazi. They compared him to Vladimir Putin. They suggested that when he said that Americans should be taught to be patriotic about the greatest country in world history, which they should be, that somehow this amounted to jingoistic Nazism. If you believe that teaching American children that their country is exceptional and good is a sign of Nazism, it's because you are both historically ignorant and malevolent. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that, um, unfortunately for me, baldness tends to run in my family. Male pattern baldness. No, that's what he does. He doesn't do like the weird like he doesn't do it like a normal person. And the way he talks so fast that like he'll like you know how like majority for it will be like, Alright, folks, here's some ads. And then they'll read the ads. Ben Shapiro will just be like Yes, they uh sixteen nineteen project, that's actually uh fascism. And teaching kids, like, uh, America's good and great and never did anything wrong, that's actually, like, the opposite of being a Nazi. Also, I'm going to go bald. Like, he just runs <laughs> into his fucking ads from his thing with, like, no tonal shift. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's dumb. I, he's, like, a broadcasting guy. Like, how long has he been doing this shit? Like, he needs to, like, literally every other podcast, like, there's a clear <laughs> delineation yeah. between the ads and the podcast. It's so weird to me how popular he is. Like I've had, I've like run into people that like are like, yeah, I am interested in current events. You ever heard of Ben Shapiro? <laughs> and like, there's nothing about him that is like appealing. So I don't understand what it is. Yeah, at I, least at least Stephen Crowder was a good and funny comedian. My asshole is filled with cream cheese, and you don't understand the appeal of my asshole being filled with cream cheese. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Here's like a. It's good. This bit's good. I like this. I like this asshole bit, Candy. Keep doing it, please. Here's a here's a bit about him being mad about Howard Zinn because Trump mentioned Howard Zinn in a speech this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, written by Stephen Miller, probably because Trump doesn't know who fucking Howard Zinn is. Yeah, definitely not. He probably thinks Howard Zinn is Howard the Duck. <laughs> or Howard Stern. <laughs> yeah, he thinks like <laughs> Dwight Howard. Just any Howard. That... Howie Mandel. Yeah, Howie yeah, Mandel. Howie Mandel. <laughs> oh, the Dale No Deal guy? Yeah, I like you. He's cool. Yeah, so this is a clip of uh, Ben Shapiro essentially going, uh, everyone's right to be mean to Howard Zinn. Trump's smart and... Yeah, so here's the clip. And, and so this is the philosophy, and, and it is being taught increasingly across the country. It has, it has infused the teaching of American history. 
Howard Zinn, obviously a very, very popular historian who's become in vogue with the jet set glitterati out here in Hollywood, which is why he's name checked about eight different times in Goodwill Hunting. Howard Zinn was a, an actual Marxist who suggested that every good that America had ever done was shot through with historic evil, including the victory in World War II. He actually says in A People's History of the United States that the American victory over Nazism was marred by the fact that America took Nazism into its bones, took fascism in, I mean, he says this in his book, America took all of the lessons of the Nazis and integrated them, right? It was in America's bones. We, we, we fed off of the evil ideology of the Nazis. America is always and inevitably historically wrong. Now, it is true that for many decades in the United States, there was a willingness to overlook the dark spots in American history. And that's wrong. We shouldn't overlook the dark spots in American history. I've given entire speeches about this. When I spoke at Boston University last year, I, I overtly talked at length about the tremendous, horrific evil of American slavery. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's so weird because he's like, he was like talking about how like Trump talking about or like pushing like a history that is like America is good is a good thing. But then like, like simultaneously saying that we should be able to talk about America's darkness or whatever. Right. It's like, which one is it, Benny boy? Well, and I, you know I what it read. is? It's all these jet set, young Hollywood hipsters quoting goodwill hunting all the time. Yeah. Literati. What the fuck are you talking uh, about? Uh, I haven't read the people's history in the uh, United States, but I think that, like Nazi laws and how they discriminated against the Jews was largely based on uh, America's Jim Crow laws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the fact that America was faced with the opportunity to be like, hey, this is what you're going to become. And then like we fought that, defeated the Nazis, and then like learned none of those lessons. Yeah, the like, Nazis literally were the like, these Jim Crow laws are cool and good. We should do this to genocide the Jews. Yeah. Like that, yeah. And also, like, Ben, if you're supposed to be the smart guy, like, it's like, we literally did, we had Nazi scientists, like, working on, like, science, like, our, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, fucking, we gave Nazis scientists jobs. Yeah. Like. Well, to be fair, you know, no one should be canceled, so... Right. Ben Shapiro, <laughs> anti-candle culture. Look, I don't care if you're a Nazi. Everyone deserves a second shot. Unless you're Joe Biden. I'm going to go bald. <laughs> Do you have any other clips? Uh, Yeah, I have three more, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, these are just like a few random ones Kenny sent me. Uh, Kenny, any actual order you want me to play these in? Um, no, but play the one from uh, uh, his sister last. Okay. Is that the is that the audio of me eating her asshole? You got that cream cheese all over me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is Ben Shapiro talking about George Bush.
this has not stopped anybody from jumping to the to the conclusion they wish to jump to, which is that Trump knew full well how bad things were in early February. And then he lied about it. Okay, that is not correct. Okay, well, let's go through, first of all, what Trump's comments look like. And then we'll parallel them with what exactly Andrew Cuomo's comments look like. Because as you will see, they're kind of parallel. Right? Everybody was kind of figuring this out at the same time. So the basic story here, which is that Trump knew in February, early February, everyone was going to die from the virus, and then he lied about it. So to what end exactly? Nobody knows. Right? What, what exactly was the end of it? I, I've yet to hear an excuse for why this would happen. It's sort of like when, when the left claimed that Bush lied to, to lie America into war in Iraq. Why? To, to what end? So we could get involved in a, in a quagmire war for, for a decade? Like what, what exactly was the purpose? If Trump was lying about the virus, knowing, right, not that he made a mistake, not that he botched it by downplaying it, right, that all of that is fair game, that he lied about it, that Trump lied in order to do what? Seriously, in order to do what? So he knew early February that COVID was going to kill everybody. And then he was just like, I'm going to downplay it for fun. Like why? To, to increase the stock market? But as soon as the, the news broke, the stock market was going to crash. Why? To uphold his electoral possibilities? As soon as COVID hit, it was going to be obvious that Trump had misstated the case. Watch. And that was going to hurt him politically. So what would be the purpose of the lie? Again, I think we ought to distinguish between people saying dumb crap, which, again, is a hallmark of this administration, Whoa. and lying outright. That he's not, He was not lying about COVID. Oh, it never fucking ended. That's the weird thing. <laughs> is that, like, He's going to be given, like, so much shelter from, like, Democrats for being, like, Trump's stupid. But, like, the shelter that he gives Donald Trump and, like, the shield that he gives Donald Trump by like, saying he's not actively lying about it. Like, it, it is funny that he is, like, Andrew Cuomo said pretty much the exact same thing as Donald Trump. And it's, like, I mean, yeah, but one is, like, not the president that has, like... You know what I mean? And Trump even said, I downplayed this. Yeah. I did lie. I did lie. I'm a liar. And also, Ben, Bush did do 9-11. I don't... <laughs> I like what he says, though. Like, why would Trump lie about it? What, to prevent the stock market from crashing? Yeah. Yeah, that's why he was downplaying it, was to prevent market panic. <laughs> what, to help his electoral chances? Yes, yeah. yes, Ben. Because two hundred thousand people dead looks bad for him. Yeah, that's why he's downplaying you, fucking dumbass. It's weird too because he like branded himself as like a never Trumper. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a, a Ted Cruz supporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Supreme Court justice. How the fuck somebody who's been to Harvard doesn't know like. Oh, why did we lie into the Iraq War? Oh, because Middle East destabilization serves serves U.S. interest in like in terms of the petrodollar. Like unrest in the Middle East uh, helps the United States in terms of like countries can only trade oil in U.S. currency, which artificially inflates. How the fuck? I dropped out of community college. I know these fucking things. Well, and even if you take that part out of it, and it's just like a basic thing, it's like why would George Bush do a nine eleven? It's like. Because he's a religious zealot. He's like a yeah. weird fucking freak. That's probably his motivation more than all that other shit. Because he was like a weird, stupid asshole, religious ze- I don't know. Yeah. I think Ben yeah. Shapiro did 9-11. <laughs> I, I feel like George Bush's motivations aside, 
the CIA and the intelligence community's uh, long history of interfering with the political processes in the Middle East, including like things like the installation of the Shah and all that unrest, is like, yeah, obviously it has to do with oil. You fucking asshole. Real quick, have you guys heard that conspiracy thing? Uh, that I don't know. There may be bases to it that Amy McGrath, uh, who's running against Mitch McConnell, <laughs> shot down uh, <laughs> United ninety three. What? <laughs> Have you heard that? It's no. Okay, so there's like documented proof that she was flying during nine eleven. She was like a pilot, and when they yeah, found, say what. I was like, yeah, she was a fighter pilot, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when they found United 93, what did they find? They only found, like, two passports or something, like, even the black box was missing. So people were like... Yeah, I think it was, like, two two passports and, like, the remnants of a black box or something. But no, they didn't find the black box, but they found the passports. I thought they found, like, like a, you know, like, a piece of, like... They might have found, like, a piece, but not enough yeah. to, like, piece it together. And so people right. are like, there's a very high possibility that that they probably, and then there was like an order to like shoot down, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was an order. Um, and lots of people like, not a lot of people, but people have put it together and been like, well, she was flying and she was a fighter pilot and there was this order. Amy McGrath probably shot down United 93. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. I don't know, man. We should elect her, though, like, for president, because, like, if she's able to, like, not feel anything from that, like, she's got ice in her fucking veins, dude. Yeah, if... Dude. She's also, like, not, not like, a good politician. Like, as far as, like, you know, like, being, like, someone to be excited about or whatever, she just seems really boring and blasé and just like, hey, I was in the military, you should love me. And then you go, what did you do in the military? And she's like, I didn't do anything involving 9-11, that's for sure. You're like, all right, it seems like you, it seems like you fucking did. She's like, nah. I, you she's know, like, I'm a plane in the tower too, you idiot. <laughs> you know, 93, I've never fucking heard of that. What is that? It's like, I asked you about your stance on uh, <laughs> universal basic income. I don't know what fucking 9-11 is. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, we got two more clips, and this is wait, which one is that? This is Ben Shapiro talking about Trump some more. And you know, right now, Ben, the number one, you know, charge of government is to try to figure out how to handle this pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. The president has, you know, he's gotten a lot of criticism for the federal response. Where do you see us being right now as we respond? I mean, look, I think everybody's doing their best. I really do. I mean, I live in a democratic state. I'm not real fond of our governor here in California, Gavin Newsom, but I think that most people are actually trying to do their best. I think the great lie that you're seeing is that there is an obvious and absolute answer to all of this, and that is things like lockdowns, and if those don't occur, then everybody is going to die. I think that if the answers were all that obvious, then they would be applied. I mean, the, the fact is everybody is trying to deal with an unprecedented situation. I think President Trump's response in terms of his actual policy has been very good. I think the media have been attempting to focus in on his rhetoric a lot more than they've been focusing in on his policy. If he focused in on his policy, what you'd see is people like Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo 
mentioning that Trump gave them the resources they needed when they needed them. The fact that this has become political as opposed to just a question of let's all do the best we can to get back to a, a functioning economy and a functioning life in America while stopping the pandemic. The fact that this has become political is just an indication as to how loose our moorings are in terms of national unity. Uh, normal. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, but, dude, like, every time I hear him, like, I'm, like, I'm always of the mind of, like, all right, dude, like, sure, I agree. Just, like, please shut the fuck up. It's, <laughs> it's really literally give up if, if, like, every protest you go through, Ben Shapiro just shows up, like, Ah, listen here, Amador. Listen, <laughs> literally, my asshole goes green cheese. It is like super jarring to hear like an interviewer be like, Benjamin, how do you feel Trump's dealing with this crisis? Do you think he's doing a good job? And then Ben just being like, well, I think he's doing a very good job. Uh, Gavin Newsom, he was mean to me once. He, uh, he called me a poopy baby, and uh, I don't like that. He called me that. Um, I made my whole family the Orthodox Jews. Um, Bush did not do 9-11. It's just like... like it's jarring. I, it's like a jarring <laughs> juxtaposition from I, a normal person to a cartoon toad <laughs> fucking dogging. I realize that it's largely like irrelevant in terms of like Ben Shapiro or the propaganda that they are fucking spouting out. But like... So a Republican talking point for so long has been how they care about small businesses. And it's like the numbers are out like 97,000 small businesses have shuttered the doors. And like a recent like thing on Yelp was like, oh, yeah, 60 percent of those small businesses that closed for COVID are closed permanently. So like. I, I mean, we're like still smack in the middle of this. So like at least hundreds of thousands of small businesses and like the fact that ben shapiro is like oh yeah trump's policy has been good that means he's talking about the cares act and like he's fine with the corporate consolidation of all this and the hundreds of thousands of small businesses that have gone under which is a weird thing and unfortunately like nobody's ever gonna like ask him about that yeah yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't get it either because like like so many small businesses are closing down, but at the same time, like there are areas that are like reopening again, like here in Texas. I, I don't think bars can be open, but. Um, restaurants are opening like at 75% capacity, which basically means full capacity. Movie theaters. Yeah. Dude, today, so so yesterday, Gina and I, like we drove because, so we were thinking of fostering a dog and, and we saw this foster agency that was like, oh, here's this dog or whatever. And we're like, oh, we really like that dog. We want to see it. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to be in this area, like near the Pearl uh, around this time you sh- like you should come check out the dog and we're like okay and like we drove by and it was like at this like bar which was like granted like is like that was already like a red flag it's like oh fuck um but then like we drove by and like no one was wearing a mask and then like 
I don't know. Like, it, there's just like a fuckload of people, too. It was like, this is untenable. So we we fucking drove back to the highway. We got on the fucking highway, and there's a fucking MAGA caravan that we just drive into the middle of. So <laughs> we just fucking went home. This is a fucking disaster. Like, just asshole trucks with their stupid MAGA fucking flags. Like, taking up the whole fucking, like, slow lane. Like, it's stupid. I I fucking hate it. I hate this place. I like, that reminds me, like, Trump keeps, like, accidentally saying that, like, our strategy is, like, herd immunity. Which is my favorite thing, because there's, like, that episode of Futurama where, like, Zap Brannigan's like, Oh, how did I defeat the kill robots? I just let them kill as many people as they're killing it would allow until they shut off. <laughs> Literally our strategy with coronavirus is just like, oh, we're just going to let it kill as many people as possible until I guess eventually we develop an immunity to it. Kenny and I went down to the market today, um, Pike Place Market. It's it's usually a pretty big tourist attraction. And yeah. Right, um, yeah. The one time I've been to Seattle, I went there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's packed every weekend usually, but because of coronavirus, it's been mostly shut down. And so we went to pick up some stuff from this uh, stand we like there. And man, it was like there was no such thing as coronavirus. No one had masks on. There was a yeah. shitload of people down there. And it was just insane to me. <laughs> that's that's like the whole thing with like what uh, – teeny tiny Benny was saying in that clip where it's like, why, uh, why are we making this political when, uh, we need to be worrying about whatever, like how to make people like, uh, live better. And it's like, you have to have a politicians need to institute a lockdown. You fucking. Yeah. Choke. And then when they do, you people freak the fuck out and get upset that like people aren't just acting like it's like normal. Dude, I drove by, like, the weird little, um, it's like the weird little, like, art house theater I go to, like, the Bijou thing in, like, Austin, and I had a sign that's like, welcome back, and they're playing, like, fucking Tenet or whatever one of the two movies that are out are, and I was like, oh, cool, that theater's open, and the parking lot was, like, full up, and I'm like, cool, I'm, like, never going back there ever again, like, I don't fucking, I don't trust this place. And it's just like people are just acting like this has this isn't happening. Still. Yeah. It's yeah. Like it is. And it's gonna get worse. It's complicated too because sometimes I think what other choice do small businesses have who are already like in a big city like Austin or um, Seattle or Los Angeles or New York where the rents are high? Uh, what other option do they have but to try and like keep the restaurant open or their shop open so they don't hemorrhage cash on rent and insurance? Well, and that's and where on. that's where someone like Ben Shapiro's like argument was like, why do why have to make it political? Is like disingenuous because it's like you have to make it political because we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic, and your idea is and like the government needs to help these people and these businesses and shit. And I know Ben Shapiro and all the right wing, their ideology is like this weird, like amalgamation of like a 1950s, like sitcom dad and like fucking 
300 where it's just like oh it will feel good to pay your own bills and have a hard day's work and that will make you feel better and more accomplished but also if you die maybe you're not mentally physically strong enough and we don't want you as part of our tribe it's like this very weird like i'm doing this for your own safety but also like this like barbarian fucking ancient rome shit where they're just like send you out to the woods and they're like have fun fucking if you live welcome back to society and it's fucked that's why it has yeah. to be political <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a fundamental misunderstanding in that they literally think that free markets can solve a viral pandemic like nature doesn't give a shit about capitalism or how the stock market's doing um, you have to make it political because literally you need to do a shutdown. And if you don't do any work to keep these people whole, you're going to find yourself in the middle of a giant homelessness crisis. Not to mention that black and brown people are disproportionately yeah. affected by this and like have to work a lot of times to keep shit going and put themselves at risk. And so, yeah, like, I've been fucking like, lucky like of course we've been lucky but like i'm technically an essential employee i've been working throughout the entirety of the pandemic um so it like especially like it would piss me off even if i wasn't working it would piss me off no matter what but like it especially pisses me off that like the administration currently is still like pushing like well the science isn't in on masks still like fucking six months later yeah like it's really disingenuous because like ben shapiro it's your administration it's the republican administration that's politicizing this like way more than necessary yeah i don't know and it's so like for the kids that I work with, uh, I did Uber Eats. I did it when I was like between jobs, but I did it again to pay for them to have you know books and stuff for when we do like discussions and stuff. And like I noticed this like very weird shift from the beginning of the pandemic, where it was like people being like, "Thank you, essential workers, for bringing me my food." To, like, when I was doing it, I, like, I called people and was like, I canceled your order. You can eat shit. Because they were, like, in those high-rises that are, like, in the middle of a mall. Amador, you know, because we've had to go there to record podcasts, like, places like that before. Yeah. That are, like, impossible to find parking. And it's like, you got to park between the fucking Sam Goodies and the store that sells fucking fake plants. And you get in the elevator and you got to go up and you got to walk around these corridors. And then they leave, like, things that are, like, not twice or I will not tip in all caps. And I just have to call and I'd be like, I'm going to pay four bucks to do this. You can come meet me in the lobby. I'm going to fucking cancel your order. You can eat shit. <laughs> and then I get a call from Uber. Like, did you say this? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm doing this for extra money. I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. But it's just, like, a thing where it's, like, no, yeah, that's what happens when you just pretend that a pandemic's not happening, is that people that need to do this, that need to work, 
or people being some that need to work to serve you. Like, 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 I literally work at a vet's office, and I can't tell you how many calls I got, like, in the middle of this, and even now, that are like, I need to schedule. My dog's toenails are too long. They need to be trimmed. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And they're like, why the fuck not? And I'm like, because there's, like, a plague? Like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it's... But that's what that creates, or enables, at least. At least when the shit first started, everyone had to pretend like they gave a fuck about, you know, fast food workers. And they gave a fuck about, you know, people Yeah, everyone was a fucking hero. Yeah. And then, so the thing about, like, heroes is that, you know, like... this, And this is, like, the fucking problem with our fucking site is that, like, we're, like, fucking babies, dude. Like, like everyone's a fucking hero... And so, like, guess what? Like, that's all you get. You get the, the the fucking tag of hero. You don't get a fucking living wage. You don't get fucking healthcare. You don't get anything but people saying, "Oh, thank you for making my fucking greasy ass fries." Now, fuck off because I hate you. Like, you know, like it, <laughs> the whole time that that was happening. And you're absolutely right. Where it's all just like platitudes, because the whole time that it was like. Thank you, your heroes, for delivering me my fucking Travis Scott burger. Whatever the version of that was in fucking March. They're like, thank you. Thank you for fucking delivering me my food. Because I don't want to go out and do it in the middle of a plague. Thank you for doing this for me. You're a right. hero. Why all that was happening, Uber was actively fighting with courts so they didn't have to classify their workers as employees. Right. They wanted to continue having them as contractors. Yeah, right? they so, were actively fighting to pay them less and give them less benefits. While everyone's like, you're a hero for doing this. And it's like, it's like the fight, like, it's like if, if it's like if, like, the Flash came back, people were like, you're a hero. And then he came to, like, a Justice League meeting and they're, like, having a meeting about, like, why he shouldn't have health insurance. <laughs> Like, it's like, who gives it? Like, it's, it's all just platitudes if you don't fucking, if you can't, like, afford to live. It just goes back to that whole, like, tired politician argument of, like, we need to get things back to normal the way they were. We need to get things back on track, you know, when they wanted to reopen suddenly. It's like, no, you just need your corporate interests to start making money. Like, you need people yeah. making you fucking money again. Yeah, it's now, like, you don't give a fuck about the people or else you would be working to like make these programs come to fruition about like universal basic income and health insurance and yeah it's like rent yeah normal was fucking horrible and like now we have a plague yeah (laughs) (laughs) under like the most unequal like moment of american society in history and then you just throw like a respiratory disease that spreads like wildfire, and it's like and we need to get back to literal normal. It's like, wild, no, yeah. we need better. <laughs> like there was uh, a recent study that came out that was like, oh, if post World War II, if like from 1945 to 1970, if things had held steady at that point, the amount of wealth like that the bottom 90% would have had is like an extra $50 trillion. And that how that basically that $50 trillion got siphoned off to the top 1% 
and even the people living in the like bottom 10 percentile had an extra two billion two like trillion dollars worth of wealth and like they did the math and it was like an extra sixteen hundred dollars in the most in the like the most bottom bracket like of low income an extra like sixteen hundred dollars a month for those people like so that was your normal. Your normal is what enabled us to fail spectacularly at this meeting, this fucking pandemic, in any sort of responsible fashion. Yeah. And it can't not be politicized. And also, my asshole is filled with cream cheese. It, I was listening to I was, good bit. I'm keep never, keep it up. Never. Keep it up forever for every episode. Keep doing this bit. I like it. It's good. <laughs> I was listening I was listening to uh the newest dollop episode which was about this like lady who uh like essentially conned like all these banks and all these people out of like millions and millions of dollars by like saying she was like <laughs> David like Rothschild or like one of those like super rich families like illegitimate daughter like she, a Vanderbilt or something? Yeah, like she created this like whole narrative or this whole fake story where she was like, yeah, I'm like an illegitimate son of like, I don't know, a Vanderbilt or like a fucking Rothschild or something. And I have all this money and they just gave her all this shit because they like believe she was rich. And she like banks had to like close because they just got like bankrupted by this fucking lady. Oh. And then when they asked the billionaire guy about it, like, are you upset that she used your name to, like, essentially ruin these businesses? Because it wasn't just banks. It was, like, actual businesses that, like, you know, were like, okay, I trust that you'll have the money from your rich dad. And they asked this guy, like, how do you feel about this happening in your name? And his response was, she didn't fucking rip me off. Like, it just proves how powerful my name is. If anything, it helps me. It's like, that's the people that you're dealing with. It's just insane people that are like, yes, you might have ripped people off, but it just shows how like good I am. Yeah. And it's like, you can't fucking level with those people. Yeah. And you can't level with like a fucking Ben Shapiro who's, you know, been wealthy all of his life and for whatever, and thinks that like, if you work Uber, you're just not working hard enough. That video, Amador, um, that you sent me about that, that, that weird psychopathic video about that pervert who was like, yeah, I drove, I drove an Uber 12 hours a day for 30 days and made what, something crazy. I made like a thousand dollars. It wasn't even that much money. Yeah. It's like $5,000 um, or something. Crazy. Yeah. That shit was fucking crazy. Like, and that was like being promulgated, like in mainstream news is like, look at this guy. Like he's working hard to fucking make it. But it's it was like, dude, it was literally 12, is, 12 hour shifts. He's like, yeah, I'm yeah. working for 12 hours and I just have a cooler with food in it and I like a piss in a cup because I'm trying to make <laughs> They're like $3,000 in a month. <laughs> yeah. It's, didn't Ben Shapiro also have that video where he was like, listen, if climate change is real and it's just going to flood coastal cities... People will yeah. just sell their homes. And like, hey, who yeah. the fuck are they going to sell their sinking houses to, you fucking idiot? The sharks from the movie Shark Tale. Idiot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Isn't it a fish in that? 
Yeah. Ben, so Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro will probably buy up all those homes. Yeah. <laughs> he likes wet things. We know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So we've been going pretty long. Uh, this episode was uh, less about Ben Shapiro than I thought it would be, but I feel like it was good. <laughs> I feel like it was good considering Ben Shapiro is just a boring asshole who doesn't, you know, know how to fuck his wife right. Um, but yeah, so um, you got one more clip, right? Yeah, I'm just doing the wrap up, and then we'll, I'll play it. I'll play oh. it as our exit. So fucking mellow out, butthole boy. <laughs> Should I be fucking professional over here? Yeah, so uh, if you like the podcast, you can uh, rate and subscribe, leave a review um, on iTunes. Uh, you, you can like our Facebook page if you like, even though it's just fucking weird guys who think the movie Cars is good that bully us. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, here's the last clip. Goodbye for... Ever. How can you say you love her if you can't even eat her poop? <laughs> okay, Kenny, uh, that was playable. I guess I thought it was a real clip, <laughs> so I didn't say what it was. It's <laughs> labeled a uh, classical Abbey question. <laughs> Ben's love for his wife. So, yeah, I thought it was going to be like a real clip, but it was uh, bad. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye for real. Bye. Bye.